Hello and welcome, this is Pepin from Pepin Reacts, and here today we have a season 2 character analysis of a show that we watch called Breaking Bad. Here I got my best friend Meter. Meter, how are you doing? Hey, I'm here too. Now Meter, he's seen the everything, all of Breaking Bad. I've only seen up to season 3, but regardless, this is going to be a spoiler-free re uh, review, reaction, discussion, whatever it is. Everything that we're doing is spoiler-free. And that includes the shows too, so, you know, let's say you're watching Attack on Titan, or Full Metal Alchemist, or, I don't know, The Witcher. No spoilers for any other shows. And Meter, he has seen stuff, but he's going to try just to give us thoughts in the moment. Like, Meter, how would you describe, you know, your, your thought process here? Yeah, I uh, I kind of react to your reactions and get to get to experience this new and make sure that things stay stay pretty on track when it comes to um, to things that have happened and, and making sure that where we don't kind of get lost. Yeah, and, and Meter will correct me on any plot details that get wrong because uh, it's easy to mix stuff up in the show, especially this last season, which is just super dense. True. Uh, I think what we need is Meter reacts to Pepin reacts. That that should be a new series. Well, we'll get we'll get on it. So what we have here is a character ranking. I'm just gonna get set up on my screen. Okay, so this is the character ranking screen, and we have a couple things here. So we have the top tier, which is Louis Corbett, and then we have A, B, C, and Badger tier. We have the docket right here, and that's essentially where we put characters before we actually judge them. So you know, we'll say on the docket today is uh, Gus. And that's just kind of just a little mental thing. Gives us the peace of mind to know who we're actually ranking because I forget halfway through. Uh, and then we're also going to do an alignment ranking here too. So we have good to evil and lawful to chaotic. Uh, Meter, how might you describe these uh, th these quadrants here? Yeah. So good to good to evil is um, we we do in relation to a puppy. So good is, would you say they would save a puppy? Neutral is let a puppy, um, you know, succumb to whatever its fate is. And evil is kill the puppy. Uh, and chaotic to lawful is how, uh, how much something is um, going to go based off of their win, whims or like how they're feeling in the moment. That's the chaotic side. Or lawful is uh, making decisions based on principle. Um, so. Mm-hmm. And then for what character we're going to judge, we're going to roll this die here because I don't like it when it's just like right in order because then, you know, you do all the minor characters last or you save, the, you know, the major characters for last. I, I think it's just better just to keep it random here. So we're going to roll this die whenever we're going to choose a character. And the only thing I'll mention here is that the character rankings here, they're not going to be the characters we like the most. They're not necessarily the best written characters, you know, it, it, it's what they did this season and how it affected the plot, how the actors did. It's, it's kind of a cumulative thing, but you might have a character there, which is kind of a minor character or maybe not a, a major character, but they could still be, say, uh, A or even uh, Lewis ranking, and it would make sense. For instance, last season with our character rankings, I ranked... Crazy Eight, also known as Domingo, as being a Lewis tier, and the reason is his character was so integral to the plot and Walt's development, and the actor and also the writing of that character was just so like perfect for what it did. It it, it just it just elevated the show, I think. So 
Crazy Eight, maybe not the most important character in, in some aspects. He definitely doesn't rival Walt in a lot of different ways, but he is so essential and core to the show in how he was incorporated that it was just, you know, j- just perfect. Peter, uh, any clarification or thoughts there you want to add? No, I think that's perfect. Okay, so we'll get started with this. And we're going to roll this die. And we got number six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh, we got a nice one to judge right now. So this is Saul Goodman. And Saul is a character that was introduced in season two, I think in the later half. And I, th- I think he came in when they were trying to save Skinny Pete from jail time. Am I correct? Yeah. Um, well, no, it was Badger, but yes. Oh, right. Right. Because Badger was potentially implicated. And so they called Saul Goodman and he had the, the ads like, Saul Goodman, you want to get out of jail? Saul Goodman, call Saul Goodman and something like that. Better got, call Saul. He's got a giant like uh, thing behind him with the Constitution and j- just all around uh, cool guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we see lots of aspects of Saul this season and he's definitely important to the plot. But I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of where I might be ranking him because I think he is essential there, but he's more of an essential character as far as orchestrating and also kind of uh, explaining away certain plot holes. Because I, mm-hmm. I think the one criticism of plot or season one is that a lot of the stuff Jesse and Walt get away with isn't quite realistic. Like there's too many ways for them to get caught and too many things they're doing that was just stupid and this character just comes in here and number one kind of gets them to tighten up their game you know give them some great advice but also kind of makes it more plausible that as they're growing their meth business that they can actually sustain it so that's kind of my thoughts right now on Saul I want to hear yours so I can kind of flush him out a little bit more yeah he definitely does that um in in allowing them to elevate uh and keeping them out of trouble um because there are multiple times when they could be really screwed uh and you know Saul kind of bails them out um he also provides uh some inside information and connections uh he's really really big on connections um so you know introduces them to Gus uh gets them the cleaner when when they need the cleaner um you know all of those those things are really big and on top of that just a real every time he's on screen he's a really good character like he's very much for me in the Walt Jr area of like just says like the fucking truth no matter what mm-hmm. uh we watched him talk himself while on his knees with the guns pointed to his head with a open grave behind him mm-hmm. out of it and in fact into a position of power <laughs> like this character is fucking awesome and mm-hmm. i i really really like Saul yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I, I forgot about that scene where he's like, <laughs> he went from save me to like, hey, this is why we should like work together. <laughs> just like, yeah. Holy shit. Saul for me is hard to judge because I think character wise, I want to rank him at Lewis tier. And, you know, Lewis is, of course, top tier, you know, like essential to everything. That's how my, I'm feeling like bias wise because I think every time he's on screen, I just love him. I love all his dialogue and just how he just operates. Yeah. But I'm trying to like really 
figure out if he's like like not i'm not gonna say it's that essential to the plot i think he is essential but i don't know if he necessarily elevates the show like kind of beyond Th- that's where i'm just kind of struggling yeah well for me i i'm i would waffle between lewis and a because he bails them out uh, he bails Badger out. He throws the DEA off of the scent of uh, Walt and Jesse by providing that guy. He cleans up after Jesse's uh, girlfriend dies. Um, he provides a way for Walt and Jesse to be able to spend their money through laundering. I think he is elevating their ability to do what they do and actually like utilize um, their their proceeds that provides that lewis to a category Mm -hmm. and then that's when i'm between those two that's when i go to personal preference and the actor uh does a great job uh bob odenkirk is amazing everybody loves that guy and um i think that every time he's on screen i like watching him be on screen that's why i would put him in the lewis category all right so meter is on the right here so meter is going to put him in the lewis category and I am definitely between Lewis and A right now, and I, I think technically he belongs in A, but I think kind of the bias factor of just the actor and just loving to see him is going to pop him to the Lewis categories for me too. Really, I think he is probably here as far as A category. Uh, maybe if the actor they got was a little bit worse, he would be in A, but for me, just, 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 I don't know, just love seeing him. Like, it's, it's kind of like the Tuco character from uh, season one. Like, it's a tough character to play, and he just makes it believable. So I'm, yeah, let's, let's put Lewis here. And, and just to, just a real quick. So last season we had talked about, you know, the doctor character, and I was like, that could be any doctor with any personality, and I don't think it would change the plot. I don't feel like you could, you need this slimy, fast talking quick on his feet, involved in the the drug and underground world guy in order to play this role. You couldn't have, you know, a straight-laced, uh, you know, t- tight boots, very much like walks the line lawyer play this position. You you couldn't have a different personality. It needs to be uh, this, this Saul character, I think, um, hmm. to provide what is being provided. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's a good point. Hmm. So let's move on to the alignment chart here. Mm-hmm. So Saul is. I'm, I'm gonna. Th- I'm just gonna throw out an idea for what I think, and then I'll have you correct me, uh, because I'm still not amazing at these rankings. But I think I might just put him in neutral. Neutral. Uh, no, that's not right. He's probably. Uh, actually, I'm gonna put him right here. Like super lawful neutral, uh, I think he is in it for just himself. I don't think he really considers. I, I don't think he's like. I don't think he'd go of his way to like belittle someone or to kill somebody off. He's only gonna do it if it benefits him or his clients or you know whatever. Like like he he's just very just like oh hey this is what's necessary like just just very objective about everything, and I think he's lawful in that almost all of his decisions are like a, a rational decision. It's like, like you think Walt is rational, which he's kind of not in a lot of ways. He's smart, but I don't think he's like super rational. He does hear to reason though. But I think Saul is just like, 
like there's so many points in this season where Saul was just telling Walt what to do, and it's just like the most like cut chase thing. Oh, your son has this whole thing. Oh, you have this thing about pride and not accepting money. Well, just use this uh, you know, this charity website your son made, and just have a bunch of anonymous donations from it from this botnet, and this will solve your pride issue and the money issue. Like that's just like so just like methodical and rational thinking. And I th- that, that's why I put him there. But Mita, I want to hear you comment on that and maybe uh, move me a different way. The only the only thing about, you know, so lawful and chaotic aren't necessarily, you know, randomness and logic. Mm. It's impulse and principle. So my question is, is he doing these actions based off of his principles or is he doing it based off of the needs or is he doing it based off of chaos like just whatever he impulsively thinks in the moment for me i would probably go i would probably go with your original neutral neutral because i don't think he's saying you know the the principle i have these principles and that's why i'm making these decisions and i don't think he's saying i I think honestly i think it ends up being impulsive but his impulse is principled it's like he is so uh, like weird for me too so I agree with you in that regard, but I think he is letting things happen and making decisions that benefit him based off of the need of the moment, not based off of this is the principled thing to do and not based off of this is my impulse in the moment because hmm. it's not impulsive, but I don't, I don't think it's principled myself. I see. His, I guess maybe he is just a master at like controlling chaos. He doesn't want chaos, but he can take whatever chaos is there and just kind of like direct it into order. I think he can, yeah, he takes both sides and pulls everything back to settled. Hmm. Um, Good and evil, chaotic, lawful. He can pull it all back into the middle. And I think that makes him like the ultimate neutral neutral. Okay. Yeah. I I think I can definitely agree on that. Hmm. I was thinking just because he's rational, that means he's lawful, but no, no, he, he, he is, I think if anything, he's like the, like a prime example of a pragmatist, you know, whatever he, he has for a problem, he has like, you know, ends to solve it. Mm. And it doesn't really matter what those ends are. If it solves the problem, it solves the problem. I, I think the good question to ask is, would he take an action if it was against his impulse of what he wants to do. Like maybe he's, you know, on his knees with a gun to his head, the impulses to cower in fear, but does he do that? Uh, no, he doesn't. And then according to principle, would he break his whatever? Does he have principles that are so firm? He would never do a thing because it's against his principle. And I personally don't think we've seen that. And maybe we, we haven't seen enough of Saul, but I haven't seen him say, no to anything it's whatever solves the problem he will do Mm. and that's why that's why i would put him there Hmm. i think the only thing he would go against is something that just didn't make any sense or didn't make any sense at all but that's That's not like a principle that's just like a pragmatist thing right you know right so so, unless your principle is logic (laughs) but i think we're getting too too into it now yeah it's always hard to put here so I, i think this is probably the proper place especially Granted, uh, I I think good way that we put it with her was that his he's super lawful and also super chaotic. Like he kind of brings them together in some yeah. weird way. But let's move on to the next character here. Nineteen, and we got fifteen. 
So I'm going to do a secret mathematical trick here. Watch. 19, 18, 17, meth. Well, that's 16, but okay. Really? Well, you said you said the not you said 17 meth. So, what's before 17? Just go on. It's fine. Okay. So, we have meth as a character. Now, this one is going to be really hard to like really judge because uh, meth is a ambiguous sort of ethereal concept. But I think we can still treat meth as a character in the show. And it will be difficult to do. We can't get a real proper ranking in this, but I still think it will be interesting to discuss here. So, uh, Meter, give me your thoughts on meth in Season 2. One minor thought. Is this meth or is this drugs? Hmm. Let's let's say drugs, because actually we, we had more focus on heroin as well, right? Mm -hmm. And the heroin had meth in it. Uh-huh. But I think if, yeah, because, like, I, I don't also want to, like, okay. Yeah, I think the use of drugs as a whole would be an interesting conversation. Yeah, and kind of ties back to a couple of things in season two with uh, Walt Jr. and the alcohol. Yeah. Uh, and then also we could even tie it with themes of power to some degree because I think there is that obvious uh, analogy there. I think we touched mm -hmm. on that in our season one character ranking. But yeah, okay, I agree with you. So uh, I'll let you uh, kick this off. Okay, so I mean, obviously, like, played a major role. Um the first off the like just the the cooking of the drug and and all of that was a major focus when they were like power cooking at one point in the season um and then you know it's how they made made all of the money so i think that that needs to be mentioned um that it is the central thing that's making money and driving them to make money um and it's illegal on top of that um we see use of heroin uh, which is a major plot thing for, for Jesse's storyline. And, um, you know, arguably the reason that Walt missed the, the birth of his daughter was because of drugs. Mm -hmm. um, the reason Jane died was because of drugs. The reason you could say through chain of action, the reason that Jesse ended up in rehab and that a plane exploded. Like, I think drugs was like, a huge role in this season, even bigger than season one, like significantly bigger than season one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In a weird way, I'd say that the meth kind of takes more of a, a background mm -hmm. character and rather the heroin and uh, the alcohol a little bit kind of gets put as like a, a primary character. Yeah. And I guess maybe part of that is that meth, you can show the ill consequences of long-term health damage. But there's not so much in terms of uh, short-term consequences besides, like, a lot of anxiety, just going crazy. It, uh, kind of the stuff we saw actually a little bit in season two with uh, that those two junkie couples. Yeah. But I, I think we it's much more easier to display the negative effects of drugs with something like heroin as opposed to meth. Yeah. And, I mean, even dropping all the way down to talking about weed, like, Walt's lie about weed is what led Marie to suggest that Jesse be investigated and that like started an entire ball rolling and that suggested that maybe Walt's into some weird stuff that makes him have two cell phones. Like hmm. even all the way down on the weed level the, uh, of drugs, like it really drove the plot in a lot of different ways. Hmm. So are you saying that weed is a gateway drug to meth? I'm saying... Yes. Yep. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sad to say. 
<laughs> saying weed is a gateway to Marie, but, causing a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one's definitely true. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, it is interesting that the weed did play a role in that. And mm. I think it does connect things to a wider sort of thing, because really we're just tracing, at least for Walt, I think we're tracing the drug line down to his need for power or need for control or something to that effect like walt is not doing drugs i mean he's um weed back in season one and you know a little bit of uh, uh alcohol occasionally but i think walt's main drug is that sense of control or something to that effect power i, I don't know what exactly mm. and, and like i think the problem skylar is having right now is she's trying to trace what his thing is to something else. Like at first she thinks maybe it's sex. Like, maybe that's what he's kind of going after. Maybe that's his drug that's giving him the kick. And then maybe it's weed. Maybe it's uh, something. And now she thinks it's something greater, which is like, I don't know. She's like, I don't want to know what you're involved with, but I, I, th I think it is just a greater play for a, a drug here. And I, I think we see that with some of the other characters here too. J Jesse goes into an ascent based on drugs as well like mm -hmm. he's not doing very well you know with the death of uh his friend's combo and he, he kind of tries to deal with that by you know smoking some math and just kind of getting high and stuff and then jane kind of introduces him to speedballing i think it's what you call it and mm -hmm. that just goes terribly wrong we see that descent there uh, we kind of see the effect of that on Jane's father, Donald, and how he deals with a daughter who has had these drug issues in the past. And you also see the implications, as you said, with that, with the planes crashing. And we just see all these, like, the tertiary effects of it. And also, the death of Combo is another big one there. And Skinny Pete, you know, getting uh, uh, held up. And the junkie couple, too. I think the junkie couple is, like, mm -hmm. a... I, th I think plot-wise, that was a good way to show, like, some of the ill effects of meth. Because it's like, I think I said this during the episode, it's like, they were kind of portraying meth as a little bit glorified in some ways. Like, they weren't really showing too much negative consequence in season one. Not that it wasn't mm -hmm. there. But I think season two is like, oh, you think we're making meth look cool? Guess what? We're not. Saddest episode yeah. ever. Here you go. And I mean, even, and this may be reaching a little bit, but even when Walt and Donald meet unwittingly that it's over beer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's over alcohol. And mm -hmm. that starts the, that, you know, leads to Jane's death in a way. So like everything kind of revolves around drugs in, in a way, like drugs are, I think you said it perfectly. They're a background character in a way, but they're also kind of an undertone of everything that happens. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm going to go for an even bigger reach here. So uh, <laughs> with that scene with Donald, uh, they had a very prominent feature of the TV being in the background. And mm -hmm. also same with when Walt was just contemplating the whole thing with Jesse too and like the, the elephant scene. Yeah. Like th those are prominent characters. And I think they're kind of maybe saying a little bit the media might be some sort of drug uh, in some sort of way. And I think it might be a little bit of a character, not character, a little bit of a meta plot detail there something to do with complacency or you know what gets your thoughts going but that's just me really reaching for stuff here yeah that one's a reach oh, fuck. <laughs> uh i for this season and the importance of drugs it, i think it also has to go lewis really hmm 
I think it's too, too important. I don't think you could do this show without drugs. Hmm. Let me think about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right. And I'm not just copying you about that. I think you made a good point because if you take drugs out of the season, how do you get this season? And also more so, how do you get the characters doing what they're doing without these drugs? Mm -hmm. I don't think you can't. Because I know in season one, we said, you know, in theory, you could make it something else. You could make it fraud. You could make it, you know, and that meth was much more of a background character. Drugs were much more of a, they were there, they were important, but they weren't the, the driving force. Really, it was a lot of other things. I think in this case, it, it really was a massive driving force. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I think, I think we definitely are in agreement there. So if we're to put meth on a scale here, Meter, where's your best uh, place to put it? I think drugs in this season were portrayed significantly more evil. Um, I definitely would never, wouldn't be able to put them towards good in any way. Mm. Uh, I think that they caused death. They caused massive amounts of damage um, and a lot of chaos. Uh, you know, it wasn't, there was no, according to need or principle, I think it was very chaotic evil would be my my personal choice i think i would definitely agree with that chaotic evil uh i don't know if they're portrayed as evil evil but definitely up here i'd say how chaotic would you probably say i mean very right like every yeah. time that uh, drugs were involved it really drastically changed things um and it was a very impulsive thing so i'm thinking maybe right here does that seem appropriate that seems good to me Okay. It'll be interesting if they start making drugs as like, uh, I don't know, waffle good next season. That'd be great. Ooh, this one will be super easy to get to. 18. We got Hank. So Hank is going to be a really difficult character to judge for this season. Because I think he had a lot of character growth in different ways, but I don't think we saw like the real payoff for his character this season. We mm -hmm. have the aspect where he is kind of th he 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 does his character sorry he does his, his sniffing out of like what happened to Walt and Jesse, and he's trying to follow the tracks there. It was kind of a an impetus of Marie. Uh, as we discussed, and Marie's kind of like, hey, what about this? And so he starts looking into it, and he's kind of tracking it down, and he comes across uh, Tuco, shoots Tuco dead, and then he gets promoted to this new position. He's having, like, these PTSD sort of flashbacks, and it's just really overwhelmed, because at this point, like, he was backing up his 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 uh self with a lot of words and a lot of like uh say posturing and say uh, presentation but he really didn't have the whole thing to back up there or maybe he did but you know like it's more about portraying himself as a badass as opposed to being a badass and here he definitely was a badass for certain but he is also just slowly imploding and from there i'm trying to remember where his plot went because he he had a very big low he had this whole thing happen with 
the 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 cartel and it kind of uh everyone got blown up essentially and he went and saved someone anyway anyway he was kind of the hero there and then he is just kind of slowly dealing with these consequences but i don't remember what happens much after that like character wise yeah i think that's the majority of what happened in this season for hank is you know the the whole the arc of being a being a badass and getting to the bottom of things, getting really close to Walt and Jesse, and then backing all the way off. And Walt literally needs to be the one to bring him back, which was a really cool thing. Um, Story-wise and like logic-wise, I think there's a lot going on there that we talked about during the episode. Uh, but then I think that's kind of the the meat and potatoes of it. You know, he uh, he does a lot early on in the season, and then I think he he's kind of background from there to to a lot of the other stuff that's going on, because mm. a lot happens really fast, like within like a day, like the majority of the last couple episodes all happens. Hmm. Hmm. So that makes him definitely difficult to rank here for me. I think I'd put him in a B category. He's kind of deetering on C, uh, but I would say definitely for the first half he'd probably be uh, B to A. But for the second half, C to B. So I'm just going to put him in B, is, is my thinking there. But I think out of all the characters here, he has the most potential to become a, a, a Lewis, you know, to kind of increase that ranking. I really like that breakdown. Uh, I think C, I think first part of the season, he's a Lewis to A. I think he is driving force. And then second half of the season, he's firmly Badger. Because he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it really hard for me as well. So I think I have to put him B as well. Um, I think he deserves an A because of how much he does in the first part of the season. But because he's not involved towards the end, especially with all the stuff going on, uh, he, he falls to a B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the issue with that, it'd be one thing if he was kind of like, we, we ranked uh domingo uh crazy eight as being lewis and he was only involved in like the first part of the season i think the problem is hank is a recurring character and he still shows up plenty later parts of the season and just to see him perhaps like such focus and just uh then pull back from that is something mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not really a fault of hank either because no. writing wise they can't really have all that big plot moments with walt jane and jesse if they didn't pull back on hank so True. It's no fault of the show or anything. It's just, no. you know, it's just a little bit of a letdown for the character-wise in the season. Yeah, uh, but I think it also, you know, sets up for a lot of potential stuff in the future. And Dean Norris does an amazing job as Hank. A lot of his scenes where he has to portray that he's faking being a badass, but also has these undertones of not, like, I, of being, like, really disturbed in in the head. Like, I think he's doing, he did an amazing job. Mm. So nothing against anybody. Uh, I don't think ranking somebody even as a badger means that anybody did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You need badger characters. Yep. Uh, and I think Hank played exactly what he needed to, a, a solid B. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I'll also add here is that Hank, this season, I liked him a lot more than the previous season. That's like, good. When I say liked him, I mean like as a person. Yeah. Like we talked about Hank as being like a like just an asshole, but a good asshole like mm-hmm. last season. This season, I think he was just more of... Maybe not like an everyman. Like he's kind of a good guy. Like he's someone you could actually like root for more so. Yeah. So th- that's one thing I'll also add. So as far as character ranking here goes, uh, I think last time we ranked Hank around here, uh, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly, 
I would actually pull them, pull them a little bit more up on good and a little bit more up on lawful. And my reason for that is we saw that even though these people were kind of dissing him and kind of just being bad to him and the other DEA agents, and he, he still wanted to do as much good he could do there. You know, he still went after it. And I think part of that also is he had his moral compass there and he couldn't go against it. Like he knew what the right thing was, although he was freaking out and he was just overwhelmed with the situation. So I think that definitely puts them as, uh, you know, more so than he was last season, you know, good and lawful. I definitely agree. I think especially that scene where um, they're with uh, Tortuga and, you know, everyone else is like kind of placating him and, and giving him whatever he wants from Sky Mall. Hank tries to go in and be like, listen, dirtbag, here's what needs to happen and like turn it into, you know, his style. And everyone else is like, what the hell are you doing? That's not how we do things. But he has these principles about like, this is how things are done and this is the right thing to do. Why are you giving this dirtbag like special treatment? So uh, really, I think I 100% agree with what you're saying. Sweet. We'll move on to the next one. And we got number nine. Two, four, six, eight, nine. That's number nine, right? Yep. I'm, okay. Oh, geez. I feel like this season is far harder to rank characters than it is last season. Yeah. How many how many can you put in the Lewis category? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, give me a bit of information about Jane's meter. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> Especially second half of the season, Jane, massively important love interest to Jesse. Jesse falls in love with her. Um, she may have some some manipulation tendencies in there, we see. Uh, she introduces heroin into the story. Um, she kind of, she's very relatable for Jesse uh, in feeling disappointment from your parents, uh, involvement in drugs, drawing, all of these things that are kind of like a female jesse um and uh also ends up you know comes in and dies in the same season like within episodes of each other and yet leaves like a massive impact on the story uh with you know a plane exploding um arguably because of her death and just a lot going on with with jane for sure hmm Jane is definitely interesting because I think they wrote her character super, super well. A problem I have with a lot of TV shows is they introduce a new character and they become a love interest or some, something that, something similar to the role that Jane played here. And I think they did a good job of introducing her very slowly and kind of just building up this ramp. And, you know, when it starts getting to, like, where it's actually ramping up, it ramps up very quick here. But, you know, you kind of grow attached to the character and who she is and, you know, what she's like. And you kind of just get get that, you know, it just feels, like, interesting when it... I, I feel like if they just did that within two episodes, like, introduced her and killed her off, like, I, I, I couldn't get born, I'm bored with that because I wouldn't care about Jane. Or I feel like she's being kind of shoehorned or kind of forced in. Here, we see a very gradual progression. Jesse gets the apartment with her, or gets the apartment from her. It's not clear she's going to become a recurring character. 
And then you start seeing her become a recurring character, and you can see her appreciation for Jesse. And this also intertwines with Jesse's storyline and how Jesse is, he wants to be perceived well, and she's willing to perceive him the way he wants to because she sees the good in him. They kind of have these connections over art. It, it, it kind of proliferates in a lot of these interesting ways, and it actually builds up the character. It also gives Walt the ability to kind of like play off her as well, you know, with, you know, that and, and just seeing her go from say uh, her normal chill relaxed character to her drug addled money mind or wherever that was within like a couple instants like like an instant almost and seeing how it just changed her but have that change also be like yeah that makes sense like like I think that was just really good because it's like her character does not make much sense when she's in that drug state she goes from someone being really chill to willing to say blackmail somebody to gain all this money and everything and do this starts going crazy and she starts talking one point like hey i'm willing to quit drugs and everything like this and it's like wait what what we get the, we get the money we i'm we're gonna quit drugs get clean go to mexico or something like that or i think it was like spain or whatever but it, it, it's so weird and so fascinating and i, I don't know I, I i can't think of any bad things to say except for the f- the only thing i can say is maybe the actress at a couple points she delivers her lines kind of awkwardly it's like someone reading off a, a script and i think that's mostly the case where she's manipulating jesse a little bit but maybe that's part of it maybe maybe she is kind of putting on a face and not doing it very well but th- th- that's my only criticism of jane i think act- the actress in general does a very good job but some of the lines were just kind of striking me a little bit hollow but overall i think the character is very essential i mean i can't i don't know that there's anything else to say on that i i agree and i think that's a great breakdown of of both her importance and um and uh the great job that the writers did in mm. in utilizing her character letting it ramp up and then just ending and what it does for Jesse and building him up and up and up. And we said this in, you know, the the recap predictions episode, ramped way up and then like dropped Jesse to an all-time low. Um, because he was at such a high, it brings his low even lower. Um, so what it does for Jesse as a character, um, plus Jesse and Walt's relationship, and, you know, it drives them away and then arguably pushes them even closer together when Walt goes in and saves Jesse. Um, really, really interesting, uh, what, what goes on here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like after all the talking I did there, it would not make sense to not write our Lewis, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. I, I think my personal bias is towards an A though. Uh, but I, I think everything I said there can't really argue that she's not a Lewis. I, I think maybe those couple moments that brought up acting wise, maybe brings her down to an A bias wise. But I, I think... I think I think that stuff makes up for it, so I'm gonna put it in the Lewis category. The only other other thing I can say against Lewis category is that she, you know, wasn't involved in in every episode, um, the first few episodes. But I don't I don't even know that that is, you know, chiefly important because we did have this little ramp up to her being being involved, and in that I think that was done really well. Um. Man, I'm I'm struggling between Lewis and A. Something tells me she belongs in A, though. Mm-hmm. For for me, so that's where I'm gonna put her. Yeah, yeah, 
I, I think the one reason I'm grading her a Lewis is just the way they wrote her drug field mind. I, mm-hmm. I think that's something really hard to do because a lot of times in these sort of uh, stories, they make someone who's on drugs just to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And for me, she's not crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like her actions don't make a lot of sense. But if you can kind of put yourself in her mind, as hard as that might be, you can see how everything she's doing makes sense. Like when she had again that line, like, "Oh, once we get all this money, then we'll get clean, and then we're not going to just all spend, you know, inject it into our veins." Like, like that's yeah. just such a interesting line, and I don't think you can have that be written with a bad character. So th- that's just what elevates it to me. But I think I agree with you too. I, I think that's where I'd put her if I was not so much a fan of that. So as far as uh, oh, geez, wow. The this is this is gonna be tough on this one too. Yeah. Um, I I think we could start chaotic versus lawful. Mm. I think that'll be a little bit easier myself. So I think she's definitely more towards the neutral side. Uh, I don't think she cares about laws too much. Like she wants to do what's right. Uh, but I I think in practice she kind of maybe leans a bit more. I'm not going to say she even leads chaotic. I think she just kind of like does stuff. I would definitely put her more towards chaotic mm-hmm. um, impulse, uh, especially with the heroine involved. Yeah. Um, the heroine makes her much more on the chaotic side mm-hmm. um, and it brings out that side of her. So I would lean her much more towards chaotic than lawful. I don't see her really do much of anything based on principle. Um, it's mostly based on her want of drugs and uh, or her need if you know because it's a, it's an addiction in that regard hmm. I, I suppose the poll there so i definitely agree with you that uh, when she is in her drug state of mind she's definitely way over here i yeah. think when she's sober she's more over towards uh the you know maybe the neutral side but yeah. i think maybe it's kind of throwing me off is that she wants to be good you know she wants to be over on the lawful side well i i, I just caution you against saying that lawful is good because it's not necessarily. You can have your principles be everyone deserves to die, and like that's your principle, and that's still not good, you know. I, I'm like I think she wants to be clean. I think she wants to have a good, stable life. Mm-hmm. I think she wants a lot of order in her life. Like that's that's kind of what she wants. But I think she's pulled by the other side. Yeah. But I, I think I, I think I could definitely put her over maybe on this side because I think what we see from her drug adult side definitely pulls it over. And I think maybe what she wants to be, if she's not acting like that, then it really doesn't really matter. You know, it's just is this a nuance on top of it. And that's that's one hundred percent what I would end up saying is I think we should be going based off of more than anything what the actions end up being because we can want to be anything, but what we are is what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as far as good or evil, uh, I would probably put her more towards the, I'd put her more towards the evil side, uh, but not so much because I don't think she'd murder anybody to get her drugs, but she's definitely willing to blackmail people. So I might put her like here. Which sucks because I think she really has moments of good, like her, all the ways that she interacts with Jesse and that are positive, like, you know, doing that drawing for him to apologize, like being willing to apologize 
is not an evil action. Like that's a good action to me being willing to admit your faults when he cooks her breakfast and she's like charmed by it and, and picks out one of the shells and doesn't let him ever know that that was there. Like that's her taking out like the mistakes and like overlooking the mistakes to see the overwhelming good that's being done. And I think that's a really good thing. But we don't see a lot of good, the good actions from her because of the switch towards drugs, you know? Um, so unfortunately, I think that does drive her towards the drugs drove her towards the evil side of the spectrum, but I don't think it's very far. It's, I think it falls right into what we were just talking about with the chaotic lawful. Mm. She wants to be good. She should be good. I think deep down she is, but those aren't the actions she takes. Mm. And if we're going based off of actions, I think she does lean towards evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think if she could be who she'd want to be, she would be like in this quadrant right here. I don't think she'd yeah. want to be like this good because I think she'd find that cheesy. Yeah, I think she'd find this a little too rigid here. You know, she's a, she's an artist, but I I think this is where she would want to be, like right there. Yeah, and I mean that does beg the question: Is that really what she wants, or is that what she thinks people want of her? Hmm. Um, and we could have a very long discussion about this, so I won't. I think where we where we have her placed is is a very fair spot for what we saw of Jane, not necessarily who she could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, there's a little meta narrative there where you can take someone who has these aspirations or like their character, and you add a drug to that, and it might completely change their character. Yeah. Some people don't believe that. They think like. Oh, like, uh, you know, they're always that kind of person. Like some people say with people who are like uh, alcoholics, like, oh, like, yeah, they said this when they were drunk. You know, this is how they really are. This is showing their true colors. I mean, that could be the case, but, you know, it's a drug. It, it changes your your mindset completely. Your brain's not operating as it usually does. And I think Jane's the perfect instance of that. Like she, her brain's not operating as it usually does. Or maybe it just gravitates her and takes those evil impulses or those chaotic impulses and amplifies them to an even greater degree where it overshadows that natural goodness that might be there or that want. Yeah. But I, I think it's just a sign that the character's written well where you can kind of, it's hard to make that decision. I think it's also the tragedy of the, the whole situation of the tragedy of Jane, if you will, mm. that somebody who, who could be on the, the good side of the spectrum is pulled to the evil side and dies on the evil side. Mm. I think that is, is a great tragedy. Ooh, I like what you said right there. That, that was really cool. Uh, also, just one last thing to say here is uh, last uh, last character ranking, we ranked Jesse kind of in a similar spot here, I believe. And you also brought up that Jesse it was kind of similar to Jane in a lot of ways. And I think that's yeah. the same sort of thing because that's Jesse's. Jesse wants to be over here too. Yeah. And we actually see, you know, Jesse's storyline in a way play out poorly in Jane's case. Yeah. So, so I guess the big question is, uh, what, where is Jesse going to end up? You know, is I he going to die over here or is he going to be up here? Oh, where is he going to end up on this season? Yeah. I'm excited to, to rank that with you. All right. Let's move on to the next one. We got 16. And 8. Naturally. 2. So Ted is a character that's introduced. Uh, I think it's midway through the season, maybe a little bit. Yeah, midway through the season. And she's mostly, I think, a... She plays a couple of different roles. He plays a couple of different roles here. It's mostly as like a weird, fucked up love interest for Skylar, is what I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also like a reflection of Walt, because Ted has a lot of these implications of fraud and deceit and everything, but he's honest about it. 
and he's a little bit I, I wouldn't say he's like full-on sexual predator but he has some sexual misconduct for certain so he's definitely not like a like like a, like a good guy I definitely can't say he's essential for the storyline, but I think he does provide a decent backdrop for Skylar's actions and kind of like a little bit of a reflection for Walt. So it's hard to rank him high, but I, th- I think what he does does add some some decent stuff to the plot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I don't know that I have I have much to add to that because you you kind of touched on all the things that um, I wanted to say. I I think he's a very awkward character. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I don't. I don't have too much to say that you haven't already said. So I'm gonna put him in probably C category because uh, I think he's needed for the plot. Like I, I think he helps drive Skyler's storyline along, and I think we kind of need that. Uh, I think the actor does a good job. Some people might say, "Oh, he's so awkward. This is so weird." Like, uh, you know, of course he's bad or territory. This is just terrible to watch. But no, that's I don't think that's the case. I I, I think it's kind of like watching The Office, but kind of a fucked up version of The Office where there's sexual assault, so or you know this weird sexual stuff. So, uh, I, I would probably rank him a C in, in my thoughts. Yeah, I would put him Badger if he did not admit to fraud to Skyler and Skyler still stayed because I think it shows the potential of if Walt was honest, it's not a guarantee that Skyler would leave, which I think is his number one concern that if I tell Skyler what's going on, she's going to leave me. He doesn't. And she does leave. Meanwhile, Ted does admit to breaking the law and um, around money and she stays. So I think for that reason, he becomes a little bit more important as an anti-reflection of Walt or a reflection of what Walt could have had. Mm. And he deserves a C for that specifically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the actor does a really good job of uh, showing this character because very he, he just approaches it like in a I, I don't know the way like a business person would you know mm-hmm. he's got a light touch but he's willing to you know keep moving his hand forward towards Skyler and yeah. just kind just kind of interesting he, he's not you know, bad necessarily. He doesn't, I mean, he has bad actions, but I don't think he is like evil necessarily. But actually let's get to that here on the character ranking. Uh, where might you put him in the character ranking meter? Uh, probably just below Jane. Really? Yep. So uh, as far as, okay, w- let's talk about chaotic versus lawful first. Yep. I think he, Um, I think he uses the principle of, you know, I, want to save all of these workers. And I do think he believes that, but I think ultimately he is impulsively acting in his fraud and in his actions towards Skylar. Um, you know, he has what he wants and he is willing to take any opportunity impulsively to, to utilize that. Mm-hmm. And that is why I would put him towards the chaotic side. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then good versus evil. So you, you'd say around the same area as Jane, like right here. You know, as far as uh, chaotic versus lawful, but how about good versus evil? I think, I think he's more evil than Jane. Hmm. I think he says he has good reasons for things, but I think ultimately he's still on the evil side. Like he still does evil things for good reasons, um, as far as the fraud goes. And when it comes to you know uh, making advances on a married woman, like that's, I, I don't know that I can, I can really justify that. Hmm. Um, 
especially when the first time it caused her to leave and then he goes right back to doing it again like begging her to sing a sexy happy birthday in front of all her coworkers. That's like evil villain style bull. So I can't, I can't put him towards good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I am, you may not be surprised by this meter, but I'm going to actually rank him more towards the waffle side and then a bit less evil, maybe about right there. And my rationale is, and, you know, I, I'm not like a scientist with, uh, you know, uh, yep. th- these alignment charts, but I, I feel like he definitely tends towards some evil tendencies and tends towards some uh, chaotic tendencies. But I think his headcanon is not towards that. Like, I don't think in his mind he thinks he's doing bad necessarily. I think he is convinced that he's doing good. Now, his actions actually might be bad overall. And again, I think this does provide a lens for Walt as, you know, as well. You know, Walt thinks he's doing good for his family. Uh, you know, Ted thinks he's doing good for his family. And, but I, I think Ted might have a bit more of a moral high ground than Walt. And I think, I, I think Ted has more arguments. Like, Walt's going to have a hard argument as to why he uh, m- murdered somebody, right? You know whether that was in retaliation or whatever. But I think Ted just has more good excuses and he really does believe what he's doing is good. Whereas Walt maybe can't argue what some of the stuff he was doing was good. He just would argue it's necessary. Um, I mean, I will, will have to agree to disagree because mm-hmm. I think that Ted would do the same actions that Walt would do in the same situations with less feeling less guilty about it. Hmm. I think he would be able to justify it to himself better and have less of the the conscience associated with it where he's like, well, that's what I needed to do, which is kind of how he pitches it to, to Skylar. And even if I would say that as far as good and evil goes, he's on the same level as Jane, he doesn't have drugs as an excuse. He has literally no excuse for the actions he takes other than that's how he is. Jane at least can say she wanted to be good but was dragged down. Ted does not have that excuse. Hmm. All right, so I'm gonna temper my my uh, ranking here, and I'm gonna put him maybe a little bit over here, uh, not as much as he was before, but I think this might be a good spot, a little medium. That's super fair. I think that's a fair uh, agreement zone. Okay, let's move on to the next character. All right, so we have Gus, uh, Gus Freeing, I think it is, or Freeing, I don't know how to say it. Gustavo Freeing. And he is a character that's introduced uh, about midway through the season. And uh, he, he is interesting. He's interesting because you can kind of see what he's thinking without, like, seeing what he's thinking. But we don't really know that much about him. We know that he's a businessman, that he seems very intimidating. He runs things pretty well. He's got this whole front for a restaurant chain and that he might be a future antagonist for Walt or it could be maybe a partner too. You know, that's a possibility as well. But uh, that's about as much as we know. Meter, what what are your thoughts on Gus? Yeah, I mean, he's the reason that they're able to like hit the jackpot. They sell all of the meth all at once. Um, I think that we could talk about the opportunity that he provides in the future uh, for the plot and for the different directions it could go. Um, and uh, I think he's 
a really he's a really cool character in that he is kind of the opposite of what we've seen from every other person who's involved in the drug trade. He's not um, somebody who you'd ever think would use the product that he's selling. Uh, he's very um, undercover to the point where he's literally standing in the DEA's office um, working with the DEA. So I think he's he's very, very interesting character that adds a complete opposite side to the drug trade from what we've seen thus far. Hmm. There's a line that Saul said when he was talking about uh, Gus where he said, like, oh, he reminds me a lot of you. Yeah. And there was also another scene where uh, – is the first scene where Walt met Gus where we saw Walt looking in the reflection of, like, the uh, – the glass and then yep. we see Walt and we see Gus kind of standing in front of him almost like a mirror but Gus was kind of standing above him and I think there's some implications here that uh, like Walt and Gus are kind of similar but maybe Gus is much better with the business sense like he's kind of like Walt but if Walt had a mindset of Saul where it's just very yeah. practical and you know actually wants to do business and not so much about the pride yeah, very, very polished, um, polished version of Walt. Um, but yeah, there doesn't seem to be any any pride involved with him from what we can tell. Mm. It's very business. So I would say that he could potentially be a really great character here. And he definitely does provide a lot of plot opportunities. But at the moment, he's more of a plot device, I think. I think they're foreshadowing a lot of elements with him, and I still think he's interesting. So let's not get me wrong on this, but I think just for what we've seen from this season, I think he's probably going to be C tier. He's interesting enough; he provides enough of a grasp, but I think he's more like a plot hook than he is like, or a plot device than he is like a real character at this point. Mm. No, and I think that's super fair. Um, I think he provide him providing all of that money which provided the impetus for Walt to miss his daughter's uh, birth and like start that the whole descent of uh, Jesse and Jane or the, the finalized, the descent of Jesse and Jane. Um, and for, for the potential, I think he's a little bit more than a C for me. I, I would put him in B mm -hmm. myself. Right. Um, plus I also really always like business, <laughs> business savvy people myself. <laughs> That's just uh, my own little bias. Mm -hmm. As far as the alignment chart goes, it's hard to rank him because we don't know much about him. Uh, mm -hmm. I have my own like predictions about him, but it, it, it's not anything we've really seen in the show, per se. Uh, whether he's lawful or chaotic, I don't really know how to judge that. I think he's more towards the Saul side. It's very practical. Mm. And then I would say he probably leans more towards the evil side. Uh, though, I don't know. I, th I feel like he's also like Saul in that regard too, because I don't think he's going to go out of his way to create havoc and chaos, but I also th think he could be predictive, but I don't know. This seems like all business. Hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he's really, he's really hard to judge right now from what we, what we know of him. It's super difficult. Um, I might lean towards lawful a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's anti, he's like anti-chaotic um, in that he must, if in order to be as like straight-laced as he is, he ha he must have some principles, but that is complete 
um, speculation just based off of like knowing that he's, you know, straight, straight laced and has, he's very firm in everything he does that he must have some sort of principle, but I could be completely wrong on that. Yeah. I, I could see him like really having a strong, like placing a strong value on his word. Like in mm-hmm. making contracts, like he made, you know, if he makes a contract, even if it's a bad contract, he's not going to try to get out of it. Like he's mm-hmm. going to try to stick to it. And also if someone else makes a contract with them and they don't stick to it, he's going to judge them according to that. Yeah. So I think, I think that case, and maybe he'd be a bit more over to this way. Uh, but I think he's also going to look out for number one, which is himself, you know, ultimately. But uh, we, I don't, I don't know that we've seen him lean towards good or evil at all. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think he's still, I, th- I think he's in the Saul range here, like, because yeah. I don't think he's going to kick a puppy, but I think if he needs to off some people, he's going to do that too. And the only reason why I say that is, again, my theory here is that the person that killed uh, Combo was probably Gus, but, you know, th- that's kind of like more doing business, I think, for him than it is like, you know, let's murder somebody because it'll be fun. Yeah. Interesting. All right, moving on to the next character. We got number 14, and it's 10. So 14, 13, 12, 11, yeah. 10. We have the baby. Holly. She has a name now. Oh, Holly. All right, Meter, tell me a little bit about Holly. Holly gets born uh, at the towards the very end of the season. Um, and you know, you in the recap said that it, Holly has kind of stopped becoming the future and is now the present. And I think that was a really, really interesting statement, um, that could hold a lot of, a lot of weight to it. But the baby in season one represented the future very firmly for us in season two. Did that change? Definitely changed. I I, I think the baby is almost like like a party popper, right? Like there's all this build up to the baby and now the party popper's gone off and the party popper is just kind of like a thing. Like it's just kind of like an empty canister. And you might have to reload the baby to uh get it back to its previous importance. Just as how I feel, I think it did provide some interesting like uh impetus for say Walt to go get the money cuz he's doing it for the baby, but he's not there for the baby. Like there's some interesting plot details there but i think as far as like the plot goes though like i I think the baby's still there as an important thing but i just don't feel like it's as relevant to the plot this season than it was last season yeah i think that's i think that's super fair uh there was the one that one really interesting scene or whole episode really that kind of revolved around uh you know it was the phoenix that revolved around the baby and Jane and kind of the duality there that I think added a lot um, in, you know, Jane dies and the baby is born like all in the same season. Um, one father has to bury his daughter and one is like just laying her, laying her down and get, getting her clothes while the other is laying out her funeral clothes. Mm. Like that, that just that, that scene was so good. Like rewatching it, uh, kind of, kind of blew my mind and, and would put me over Badger, which otherwise I think baby would deserve Badger rating yep. into a C because of the Phoenix episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's fair too. Uh, we, we also see a lot of 
Walt's interactions with the baby in some episodes. Yeah. It made very clear to make, you know, you know, say to us that, you know, Walt really did want this baby. Like, I was kind of thinking that Walt was just, like, he would get the baby and he wouldn't actually want it. It's kind of like one mm-hmm. of those plot things. But he really wanted the baby. Like, he really was enjoying himself. And there's that one scene where it's like Skylar, Walt, and the baby in bed. And, you know, Walt just seems like he was so happy with it. And I, I think the baby did a lot to kind of show off Walt's real intentions there, which I think was kind of interesting. It's a good clarification, I think, to the audience, or at least to me. So I would agree. I think I'd put the baby in C. Uh, otherwise, probably Badger. Like, I think I think Badger mechanistically, but C uh, as far as, say, uh, you know, those grading implications. The other one scene with the baby was when Walt takes the baby out to the garage and peels back the wall, the insulation shows, look at what daddy did for you. Mm -hmm. I think that was a really powerful scene in Hmm. kind of showing like Walt, Walt justifying all of that money and saying this, like these two things are correlated. Like in season one, those were things he aspired to both having the baby and having the money. And in season two, he has them both right there with him. I think hmm. that's a real shows a lot of growth from Walt. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good point. As far as character ranking here, I think we can probably both agree neutral, neutral. Not really a way to judge the baby. Would you agree with that? I mean, I have a hard time saying a baby's not good. Um, I mean, realistically, yes, you're right. It's just like in my in my heart, it's like, can I say a baby is not good leaning? Like, <laughs> well, they do cry How a lot. Do, that's not bad i don't know i I question Uh, that yeah i guess their actions are according to need and uh they would leave the puppy to its fate so i guess literally yes (laughs) a baby is as good and evil as (laughs) as saul goodman (laughs) aren't they literally the same person (laughs) yes the baby being born and saul goodman comes in at the same right around the same time coincidence Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to the next character, we have Eleven. Uh, so, 13, 13, 12, 11. Up on the docket today, we have Lewis Corbett. Does he even get mentioned in this season? So, he's ethereal in this season. Oh. Put it this way. Like, it seems like he doesn't play a big part, but really he's there just present in every moment. You know, it, it, it's it's like he died and was reborn into all of us and took on all of our sins and then made us pay for it. So I'm going to put him in Lewis Corbett territory. I think I have to put him in Badger. What? You he does, now? He, I don't even think he was, I don't even know if his name was mentioned in the whole season. Are you forsaking the one savior that will come back and judge us all did we actually see lewis for the first time in this season i think i think it may have been this i season. think he comes and he picks up walt jr at some point yeah yeah i think that's maybe true maybe that was season one i don't know he's a he's in badger for me I, I i don't know how i feel about this meter i mean you're forsaken our one true god we are yeah hey you put badger in c i'm putting lewis in badger Oh no. Well, this is a letdown. I know. I've broken 
I've broken everything. I think we didn't see any character growth from him. He was barely in the season, if at all. I want to see more Lewis. Okay. Okay. I, I think you want more, like, explicit Lewis, not, like, background Lewis. Like. <laughs> I want explicit Lewis. I want this to be X-rated in the amount of Lewis I see. Like I like, wait. Okay. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I didn't mean it like that at all. Oh, jeez. See, see, I think this is just a good analogy for like, the Bible, right? Because the Bible has this ethereal, you know, form of God that's present throughout everything, right? And you know, there's not one thing God's not involved in, but you know, it's still like story wise was not quite good enough for an audience because they needed someone to picture. So they. They had to make Jesus, right? Just the people have like a face to the name, right? Mm-hmm. And they kind of did that a little bit this season, but you just want to see like more Jesus, like him walking among the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And less just being implicit like God was in the Old Testament. That's fair. Okay. Uh, so for me, I'm going to put him in uh, Lawful Good right here. No, actually, yeah. where did I put him last time? Was it uh, Lawful Good? Was, yep. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's uh, probably the most accurate place to put him. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. That I can agree with you on. Okay, good, good. So next up, we have 12 to go, and we got number one. Ooh, this one will be interesting here. We got oh, Walt. Boy. <laughs> Tell me a bit about Walt. Walter White. Uh, obviously the main protagonist and antagonist simultaneously, arguably. Um, he, yeah, I mean, he... He kind of got everything he was working towards, right? Like he got a ton of, he got all his money, he got his baby, and at the same time he lost everything. Uh, mm-hmm. He lost his whole family, which is what he was doing all this for in the first place. Um, you know, he lost his, he has to get kicked out of his house. Uh, Jesse's now in rehab. Like everything he kind of had, he, he doesn't have anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, like massive change for Walter. Um did we see as much character growth from Walter as we did in season one, where we started to, we went from, you know, the, the pushover could never even hold a gun Walter to murdered a man. Um, did we see that same amount of change in season two? And second question, did he murder somebody this season as well? Um, let me think about that. Was it him that? Oh yeah. So th- you're talking about Jane. I was thinking about Tuco. Uh, who was responsible for Tuco's death? Was that Jesse? For Tuco? Yeah. Hank. Hank. Hank oh, that's right. Tuco. Well, I thought he got shot initially though by somebody. He was bleeding, but I mean, he probably he might have survived. It's un- unclear, but Hank definitely killed him. Like okay, okay. So character growth wise, uh, did you have any thoughts on that? Because I have my own thoughts on that. I, I would love to hear how Pepin reacts. Mm, okay. So I don't think Walt really grew much as a character here. I, I think we see parts where he grew. I think we see like an exploration. But I, I think we're seeing mostly season one Walt with a bit more competence, but just a lot more like unsuredness. He's showing his teeth a lot, but I don't think there's much to back up his teeth. And I, I, I feel like like a lot of bark, like he, like he does something, he like gets aggressive and then it doesn't work out. And then he kind of like walks back his aggression. And that's kind of what it is like all season. He gets aggressive, backs off. We do see a big moment where he chooses the, the, the meth over the baby, right? Which is 
super ironic because, again, you know, he is doing this for the baby, but he's not there for the baby. There's some plot significance there, it sounds like. But I, I think we could guess that was going to happen with season one, Walt. And it's really tough to rank here because my bias is really favorable to Walt as a character uh, because I love the actor. I think he does such a good job in this. And I think the character is portrayed very, very well. But I don't think Walt really does as much this season. I mean, I don't. I mean, obviously, you can't do the show without Walt. Mm -hmm. This is so that that in and of itself is puts him near near the top, if not at the top, uh, automatically. But I mean, I I definitely agree. We saw the. I, I agree with your aggression pulling pulling back thing. Um. And, but I think Walt's kind of like in an in-between. We we see his cancer uh, and he's taking these full measures. He has this last push thinking he's dead and then all of a sudden he's not. And I think his unsureness is kind of a reflection of his mentality where he's kind of unsure. He's like, do I move forward with all this stuff I'm doing? Do I focus somewhere else? Like he tries to focus on the house and – um, you know, he's which in turn would be the family, but he's doing the wrong things mm. and he's just kind of, he's on a wrong path right now and doesn't know how to get back on to the right path. And in fact, we just see a lot of fallout from all of his actions where he thinks he was going to die and he doesn't. And in a way he kind of does because he loses everything. Hmm. So I think because of that, like we don't see growth because we're seeing the effects of the growth that we saw previously mm -hmm. or the change rather, I would probably say rather than growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's almost like you take the season one sort of stuff and you're just seeing now the implications of that. It's like they grew a fruit there and now we're seeing the fruit like, you know, fully formed. Like season one was actions. Season two is consequences. Yeah. yeah that's a great way to put it. So I'm going to let you uh, grade Walt first and then I'll do my grading. I'm putting him in Lewis. I think the the amount of stuff that he did, um, his he's he's increased his ability to lie as well. Uh, you know, he comes up with this whole fugue state thing uh, <laughs> to cover uh, being kidnapped and almost murdered. Like he arguably murders somebody at the end, and like that scene where Jane is dying and he's like unsure what to do, and then he's crying and oh my god, the like the acting in that is just so good. Like mm -hmm. Brian Cranston is incredible. Uh, I, I can't see not putting Walt in Lewis category in these first two seasons. I, I just don't know how you would do it myself for, okay. or how I would do it, not you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to put him in A category. And I, I think the main reason is most just because there's not as much character progression. I do think we are picking the fruits of season one, but I don't think uh, like it, it's really good to watch. But I don't feel like anything new is happening with Walt. I feel like it's all just like, you know, like you're giving the circumstances and you kind of see how, how these would play out. Like, which again, that's really good character writing in a lot of ways. But I, I, I think there's more potential energy that is kind of like created as opposed to delivered is maybe what I'd say. Fair enough. And I know some people would definitely be saying, what, you put Walt as A? Guess what? I did. <laughs> all right as far as the uh this here the alignment chart uh where might you think to put walt 
Um, I think we see a lot more of his principled actions in, regardless of what his, whether his principles are good or not, like his pride, I think is part of his principle, um, his principles. And like, there are a lot of things that he does that he refused, um, all of his scenes with, with Saul, where he's like, Saul is coming up with all of these really good ways that he could launder the money. And he keeps saying, no, 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 because they don't follow his principles when, um, Saul suggests maybe they just kill Badger and that makes the problem go away. Saul's like, or Walt's like, absolutely not. That's not even an option. Actually, he considers it. And then Jesse's like, obviously no. And then Walt's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So that's why I would put him even further down on lawful evil than we did last time. I think he's sunk more evil because he actively let somebody die who he didn't need to let die and in a way had a role in having die and... Um, he considered killing Badger um, when that was offered as a as an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would put him about here as well too. And for all the reasons you said, but I think what makes him more evil this season is that he's willing to put people's lives in the line, like just just not caring, like. Like he is just like, oh hey, you need protection. Oh hey, uh, you know. Uh, like Jesse's talking to Walt about the people that died or about what happened to Badger and then what happened to Combo and Walt does just not care. He just sees it as like a cost of doing business. Oh, that's a really good point. He's like, which one was that again? And like, I, I, I don't think that stems from him being evil necessarily because I, I think it's more a matter of fact that he just doesn't care about these people. They're not his family. He cares a lot about Jesse and he's willing to do a lot for Jesse but combo he just sees as just a random guy you know he he, he you know he 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 doesn't even see him as a person really mm-hmm. they he also um suggests that they poison um tuco to oh, kill yeah. him mm. so they're i mean him and jesse are both talking about killing tuco but like there's no doubt in their mind they need to kill tuco mm. and he's when uh skinny pete gets robbed uh walt says handle it and gives him the gun. So he's like telling him to kill somebody. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Walt, I I think you phrased it very well. Walt is is willing to put other people's lives on the line to ju- to meet the ends that he's looking to meet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drastic change from season one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the other thing, this is a minor detail here, but what he said to Tuco uh before like i forgot what happened exactly but they had a little tiff like a like a fight and then this is where they leave tuco in the ditch but he had this line where it was like complete malice and and that was i think that's like walt letting out his like inner demons or something or channeling mm-hmm. that that kind of more evil side that vindictive side and i think we see a little bit more maybe not the vindictive side i think there's more walt showing his teeth but he had that line with uh gretchen where he's like Fuck you. And I, I think we're just seeing this Walt has become more and more bad in, in this sort of respect. We also saw him take pleasure in lying to Skylar because he knew it was defamatory towards Gretchen and, uh, and Elliot when he was like, they're poor now. They're broke. Like he fucking loved saying that. And season one, Walt would never have, have taken um taking pleasure in some like disparaging somebody else hmm. 
I think there was a lot that Walt did this season to show like he is he is not season one Walt anymore. He is completely different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of those uh, character, a lot of that aspect, it, you could say it's a growth, character growth in a way, but again, I think it's more implications because we see all of that in season one, but we just see less of the bullshit in between making that decision. Yeah. And uh, just one little quick point here to compare him. I could go and compare him to two people here. Uh, number one is uh, Gus. Uh, Gus, we put him in this weird spot because we don't quite know how to judge him yet, but I think Gus is more mindful of his subordinates than Walt is. Mm. Uh, like I, I don't think I, I think Gus would definitely be like give someone a gun and say hey take care of this but he also is not being dumb with his subordinates he's not going to put him in needless harm he's going to be very strategic where Walt is just kind of like goes in guns blazing yeah and then also want to compare him to Hank and I just kind of find it kind of funny that like they're kind of on the same waffle side but they're on opposite spectrums here yeah and, comparing him to the meth too or drugs in general. Hmm. He's the opposite end on the chaotic lawful and even a little bit more evil than all drugs. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. We also have our four quadrants here. Now we just need a like, chaotic good. That, that'd be fun. Yeah. I, I don't know if that might be a character, but I just find that kind of intriguing here. Uh, and let's get on to the next character. And we got number nine. That's out of 11, 11, 10, 9. We have Combo. Combo. He didn't do a lot this season. Uh, he mostly just died. Uh, he was doing some drug dealing. Uh, I think he was a bit more aggressive than Skinny Pete was being. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I don't think he did anything bad this season. I think he was an important part of it, but I don't think... Oh, like I think just anybody could have died in his 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 character. You know, it's just somebody of Jesse's crew. The fact that somebody from season one makes it a little bit more painful, but it seems like they didn't want to kill off somebody like super important or had more character focus like Skinny Pete or Badger. Mm -hmm. So I I, th I think for me, I'm gonna put him in Badger territory because uh, I don't think he was essential to anything. Uh, but actually, before I rank him, uh, what's your thoughts, Meter? I mean, he was essential. His death kind of started a whole lot of things. It collapsed their business. It uh, made them have to try and sell everything off in bulk versus do the selling themselves. It, um, I think that it was like a major, it started Jesse towards drugs, uh, mm -hmm. which ultimately led to, arguably, led to Jane's death. Uh, I think it was a massive thing. Now, could any of the dealers have been murdered and it would be the same thing? Yeah. I don't think it had to be Combo. Um, but I think Combo's death was a major player in the plot. Uh, mm. I think I can't put him um, anything higher or lower than a C. I think a C is a very safe place for him. Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to put him in a Badger territory still. Uh, I, I agree with you. His, his like plot-wise, his death and what the implications are are very important. I think just the character himself is not very relevant there. I think it would have been far more effective to kill off Badger or to kill off Skinny Pete, because then the audience would have cared a little bit more too that he died. Like like it's a very like non-invasive way to kill somebody off and have implications, but like no real like emotional attachment there. I mean. Yeah. Just a couple thoughts there. 
Uh, as far as uh, uh, the alignment chart here, I think I would put him in, I don't know, it's a little hard to judge, maybe around here. Because he had a gun. It looks like he was like somewhat willing to use it if it came to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, was, he did care about a kid, so I don't think he's like totally evil. But I don't know, maybe like around here. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And I think it's about where we ranked him last season, too. Probably. But I, I th- actually, I think it's more like more like this. But uh, yeah. we see him, he's willing to use the gun here, so he's a little bit more. All right, so we got number 10. Ooh, we got a fancy die. And we got two. Jesse Pinkman. Now, this one will be interesting here. So I want to hear your thoughts on Jesse. Man, Jesse had a roller coaster of a season, didn't he? Hmm. Um, started off, you know, pretty pretty low. Um, he ends up getting kicked out of the house that he feels he deserves. We see him treat his mom like garbage, um, and then he he's kicked out. Um, she he man he uh get he moves in with Jane. Jane to Jane's, you know, duplex and then starts a relationship is actually doing really well. And then drugs kind of ramp that up really fast and then drop him off a cliff. And he ends in like the lowest point we've, we've seen Jesse by far. Um, so massive amounts of change, um, whether it's lateral or, uh, you know, up down is a a different question altogether. Mm -hmm. Latitudinal. Yeah, yeah. A lot happens with Jesse. He has a. I think for what Walt was in season one, not that Jesse was like not a main player in that, but I think they kind of swapped roles here, where Jesse is kind of taking more of the spotlight, and Walt's kind of more like the 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 side character or the tertiary character, and then Jesse's more like the the the, the A character essentially. Uh, a lot happens with Jesse. But a lot of what happens to Jesse is more passive than reactive, I would say. It's like things are happening to him. He does start getting a bit up there and kind of having his interaction with Jane. I think we see a lot of interesting stuff explored with Jesse, especially with Jane and what Jesse is actually striving for and wants. And it, it's, it's, I think my main thing is it doesn't quite go anywhere yet. We're seeing a tragedy and I think that's mostly what we're seeing with Jesse at this point. I don't think there's any payoff quite yet for that tragedy or it's it kind of like things like bad things are happening to him. So I, I, I feel a little bit less good about Jesse. I, I think he had definitely an interesting plot this season, but I just don't feel like the plot did a lot for me besides uh, make me feel bad for him. I mean, I feel the opposite. I think that Jesse was like the major part of the plot that I found the most interesting and the the best to watch. Uh, the majority of the plot revolved around um, him. Um, and uh, I think he, we saw massive amounts of change um, and, and both lows and highs from him. Uh, really, really interesting also to see, you know, how drugs affected him and changed him, um, how he reacted to 
things that were happening. I, you know, you, it seems like you, you're talked down a bit to the fact that a lot of what he did was react to things as they were happening to him. Mm. I think that's some of the most interesting stuff is mm. how is this character going to react to all of these things that are happening? Will they put that outward? Will they not feel anything? Will they take it inward? Um, and I think it, sh it shows a lot about Jesse to see how he reacts to people, um, and situations, um, and that, you know, I, I got to put him Lewis. All right. So I am going to put him in the A category. I think my bias is towards the B, if I'm being honest. I, I think uh, you found his plotline a lot more interesting than I did. Uh, for me, I, I think it's just that I'm not into tragedy as much. It's, it's not that his plotline is bad in any sort of sense or not interesting. Because it is definitely intriguing to see how he handles these issues that he's dealing with. Like the whole thing with Badger, you know, getting uh, cooped up or put in jail, essentially. And then we see the death of Combo and this is spirally it does and how he interacts with Jane. Uh, I, I feel like he just gets a little bit too childish towards the end there. And, and for, for me, it's just not that fun to watch. Uh, we do see, we even see him get taken captive, and then he kind of does the whole thing with the, uh, the the junkie couple, and that gets a bit interesting. But you know, he didn't even cause that thing to happen, or he 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 went there with the gun, but he didn't you know kill the person, which I, I think is a good plot detail. But I, I just feel like he is more reactive. But you're you're seeing that more as a benefit, mm -hmm. where I'm kind of seeing it more as like like he's not really doing much. But I, I think that might just be a point of bias there than anything yeah so as far as ranking goes here uh mm -hmm. where might you put him on the ranking scale man real difficult huh mm -hmm. um i feel like he showed more good leaning than than most other people um i think he still took some evil like evil adjacent actions but ultimately, I think he saved more people than he hurt. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I would lean him towards good on the good evil. Um, chaotic lawful is super difficult. I think again he he I think he has principles. I think we see principles in this in this up in this season. Um, you know, especially with the the whole thing with the junkies and the kid. I think that showed a lot for Jesse. Um, his reaction to Combo's death, his reaction to Jane's death, where he takes that personally and says, like, I killed her. Like, he takes responsibility for that. I feel like Jesse is, it leans more towards lawful good this season than, than anything else. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would argue that he, I, I think good is definitely a good way to put it. Uh, and I, I think Walt is driving a lot of the evil for Jesse. Like he's he, he's trying to put Jesse into a situation where he's risking his friends and risking all this kind of stuff. So I'm good with putting more towards the good side. I think my disagreement with the waffle end is that he acts very, very chaotically here. Like with this whole drug sub sub line, you know, of course it's fact that he's doing drugs and he's mm -hmm. dealing with the death of, you know, combo and all this kind of stuff. But he just like acts super erratically and, not according to any principle, he's just acting according to the impulse in those instances. And you could say that's the whole second half of the season. And I'm trying to recall, but I think he is a bit like that in the first half, too, when he's dealing with uh, Tuco. 
he's trying to get out, but it's just very, you know, of the moment, spur of the things, you know, spur of the moment things he's saying to Tuco and people to try to get out of it. So, again, I, I think what we said the last season for the character ranking was that he wanted to be lawful good. And I think that's still where he wants to be. I think he's come more to the good side, but I think he is chaotic still in his actions, but he still wants to be lawful. He's, he, it's not that he doesn't have those lawful impulses, but I think actually he acts impulsively. Uh, man, I think he he tries to act lawfully, but the, it ends up becoming chaotic mm-hmm. um, because he when he sees that Jane is wants to to do more drugs, he tries to direct towards well, let's go do this thing instead, and then she ends up doing drugs, so he follows her. Um, he he saves the kid. He doesn't you know he sits with the kid. He says your situation should be better. He yells at them to be better parents. He takes him outside and doesn't let him see that one of them is dead. Uh, I think all of that is very principle based. Uh, I think taking the responsibility for somebody's death um, and and all of that is very principle based. But then he, you know, does and anytime he's doing drugs, he's very very chaotic, um, and and I think he kind of lets things happen to him. And that is, um, you know, that's maybe more in the tempered side, but it ends up creating chaotic situations. So you know, I I might be I. I would probably give in a bit to to being more chaotic. I personally would put him just barely on the side of lawful, and I think you would put him you would put him a lot more on chaotic. So ultimately, I think we're going to end up with a disagreement here, and that's fine. So we'll just put the difference in that case. So we'll put him in, uh, uh, let's say maybe not super good like that, but maybe like around here. Uh, so he's good, but he is. Whether he's chaotic or lawful depends on the circumstance, you could mm-hmm. say right now. Or I think we saw both from him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a difference between him and Jane in this instance is I think Jesse is capable of doing good or he's more capable of overcoming his, his, his impulses. And Jane is less capable of that. Now, yeah. We could say that Jane, that Jesse goes into a greater like hole. But, you know, there's there's implications there as to why it happened. But this That's one's fair. a tough one. Yeah, we could we could have a 40-minute conversation about this exact thing and still probably end up in the same spot in the long run. So mm-hmm. we got to make a decision eventually, and I think that's a fair a fair compromise. Yeah, and it's interesting because last season, I think we had him around here, and yeah. they just kind of gone up over this way, which, which is kind of interesting, especially granted that he's went from going to here to here. Yeah, he has sunk into a way greater hole that's fair so i wonder if he gets out of that hole if he's going to start getting over this way but you know we'll take a season to find question. that out or he could just become evil who knows that's true uh 69 no. uh nice it's <laughs> a good joke uh i think there's nine characters right yeah yeah all right ready and stop oh whoops i didn't click the mouse nine Number nine is Walter Jr. Oh, boy. So I think I was besmirching the great name of Walt Jr. uh, in a prior recording that we did. And I think he actually did do a lot this season, though, right? Because he made the website and he's trying to do all these nice things. He has like the the TV interview about the website. Yeah. And then prior to that, uh, is he doing anything that interesting? He is... 
Uh, remind me what Walt Jr. did earlier this season. Mm, I uh, well, he had the he had the scene with uh, with Walt where Walt forced him to drink, um, and he you know was trying to to keep up and all of that, um, which was you know I think that was a very big scene. Um, and he has a lot of scenes with uh, where he's just kind of like there and providing reaction, which you know isn't very driving. But I do think it's an, an important addition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, makes the makes the website provides the way for Walt to be able to uh, launder, the, you know, his his all his money. Uh, does the TV interview and and all of that, um, where he talks. He, you, it really shows the dissonance between what. Walt believes of his father and what his father actually feels and is and really adds that disconnect for him in his brain. And I think the the examination of Walt Jr. as Walt's son and Jesse as Walt's son is a very fascinating one that we, we talked about in an episode. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that does bring an extra dynamic there because if this is Walt Jr. on his own, like... I think he might be sea territory for me, but yeah. with the whole kind of comparison between Walt Jr. and Jesse and also how that kind of reflects off Walt or affects Walt, I think that's super intriguing too. Uh, I think there's a similar character that we had there. That's right, uh, Ted. So Ted's a similar character in that instance where Ted maybe would be badger territory, but the fact that he's like kind of a, like provides some sort of contrast to another character makes him more interesting. Yeah. So I think I'm actually going to put Walt Jr. at B. If it wasn't for the whole website stuff and his kind of him driving that t- forward, I think he would be probably a C or maybe Badger territory for me. Yeah. Uh, but I think the fact that the whole website plot line that brings him up to a B for me. I think <laughs> I I would put him in B before today when I went on to savewalterwhite.com and actually read it. Mm. The website that he made the it adds a whole lot and and this may not be fair because it's part of the show but it's kind of like outside the show like extracurricular but it's still there and it adds a lot when i read it to the character of walt and to walt junior and kind of the dynamic and showing uh a lot of a lot of things it it, it added a lot uh savewalterwhite.com has pushed walt junior from a b to an a for me all right, that's fair. And I highly suggest it's still up as a website. Go read it if you haven't, because it adds a ton of stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't imagine that's something you want to talk about right now. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong there, but it's it, it adds a lot, and I think it's super interesting. Hmm. So as far as the alignment chart goes, so. I, I think Walt Jr. would definitely be towards the good side, especially doing everything for his uh, his dad here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like, maybe this is me being nitpicky here, but I feel like he should have some self-awareness of his dad to some degree because his dad's been very clear he doesn't like this social pressure and stuff like this public displays. But I think kind of what we see in that website is he doesn't really understand his dad. Like... Like he has a like a perception of his dad that's not at all like the reality, and, and mm. there's some weird stuff. And maybe it's just really fearful and caring about his dad. So it's really hard to say because I I'd say that put him down here. But if it wasn't for the website, that would make him maybe just kind of like dumb. But I think he's just like 
in fear and doesn't want to lose his dad. So I definitely put him up in good territory, maybe even up here. Mm-hmm. In Waffle Chaotic, uh, maybe a bit towards the Waffle side, but I think it's kind of yet to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we do see that he has the... We've seen him have prince have principle more in other seasons, which I think is fair to carry over to future seasons if it uh, if there aren't isn't new information that overwrites it. Like Jesse, you know, we could say he was this way in season one, but we have new information that overwrites that, and that's what puts him where he is. Uh-huh. I don't think we have new information that overwrites how Walt Jr. is, um, other than he may be more good than we thought. But I still think he's – I think arguably where you have him is is pretty much right on for, for where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think uh, Hank is probably a little bit more good than Walt Jr. Because I think Walt Jr. might waffle a little bit more in the case yeah. of some tragedy or something crazy happening. Or maybe that's more a fact of like being more principled because I think Hank is more willing to stick to his heart. Yeah. And then Walt Jr. might – be less able to but at the same time walt jr is just a teenager here so yeah he's young and impressionable we see walter's able to to his dad's able to convince him to keep drinking to the point of throwing up and then he's proud of that because he, he doesn't know he doesn't have i, I don't think he's he's developed enough mm. uh, as a human to let alone as a character to to really have strong principles yet yeah yeah i agree all right we're on to number eight here and we got five, two, four, five. So this is uh, Tio, I believe, uh, yep. which is his uncle. He has, a, he has a real name, but I forget what it is. Hector Salamanca. Oh, wow. You came prepared. Uh, I read the thing before we got on. Oh, nice. The recap. So tell me what we know about Hector. Um, he's in a wheelchair, only rings a bell, doesn't seem to have any ability to talk. First, we think he's completely, um, uh, like not there. And then he, uh, is able to like kind of inform, uh, to go, Hey, they've, they've like fucked with your stuff. And, um, we also see him get brought into the DEA and when they try and question him about shit, he shits himself to, to be like F the DEA. Mm. Um, so a lot, a lot going on there where he's kind of a badass character, mm. uh, for what we see of an old man in a chair. And I know, um, Gomez says, you know, we knew this guy wasn't going to talk. He's an old school gangbanger type, uh, a, you know, drug Lord. So we knew he wasn't going to talk, but Hey, we had to at least try. Right. Yep. So we, we do know quite a bit about him for him being not, not saying a single word. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think the writing for this character is super interesting because you just see him at first as this like this, I don't know, like brain dead kind of guy, you know, just watches TV. But then you kind of see that expanded out. And it's in a way that it makes all sense. It's, you know, you, you feel bad for him, especially that ending scene for when they kill uh, Tuco and he just like keeps ringing the bell and. You know, at this point, it's a tragedy, but then we see how he follows it up in the next episode where he is, oh no, ain't no snitch. It's kind of like, yeah, this guy's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a little bit tough because uh, I think some people might be wanting to rank him lower, but I'm going to have to give him a B because uh, I, th- I think he's just super badass and really cool. I think he adds to the plot, even if he would be replaceable. I think he just like, 
I don't know. For me, I'm not going to forget this, forget this guy. And this is the first guy we've seen that like doesn't talk to the cops, you know, mm. and like sh- kind of shows that the DEA is up against more than just trying to like figure out who's running meth. It's like there are people who even if they're like the enemy of your enemy is your friend, you know, um, and, you know, it doesn't make them friends. But Walter and Tio kind of have a mutual interest in neither of them want the fuck with the DEA, uh, which is super interesting. <laughs> and I'm really surprised you put him B. That's where I'm going to put him too. But I'm just super surprised that you you feel that way as well. Where do you think you would have uh, ranked him? Or where do you think I would have ranked him otherwise? C or Badger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's kind of funny because like uh, when rewatching this with you, like I'm just like, oh, this guy. Oh, wow. You <laughs> made an impression. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the main thing. He honestly would be C or Badger if he wasn't done well. Like, you know, who cares? But just super well written. Uh, as far as character ranking goes, uh, where might you put a meter? We know he's very principled uh, because he's not willing to talk to the DEA. I think that puts him lawful. Um, and I don't know that we saw anything towards good or evil. We heard that he's an old school gangster style, which would probably lean evil. Um, and so if we're going on hearsay, I'd probably put him right where you have him Uh, in actual action of what we saw. I think we saw him right on the line between good and evil because we didn't see him do either. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So I'm just going to put him just a little bit more evil here. I think right here is kind of the best place to put him, but I think we can just assume that, you know, based on what Gomez says, he's probably he's been involved in some stuff. Yeah. But this this is a going off, like, implication than anything else. I, I think definitely where he had him was correct. I think if Tuco had murdered both Walt and Jesse, he wouldn't have batted an eye. No. No. It'd be like, uh, yeah, it makes sense. You know? Maybe give him a, a paraplegic high five. I, I don't know what his role is with the gang exactly, but I feel like he's probably ordered some murders in the past. But again, that's complete speculation. Fair. All right. We got number five. One, two, three, four, five. We Gretchen. have Gretchen. So I have some interesting thoughts on Gretchen, but All right. I want to hear your thoughts first, just to, to frame some of this. Um, so Gretchen's whole role was to kind of be a divisive thing between Skylar and Walt, where Skylar thanks her for the money. And she's like, she kind of like goes along with it with Walt and is willing to not lie for him, but kind of still, cause she mm-hmm. still says like, we're not going to do any more payment, which implies that they have done some at some point. Um, so we know that there's something between Walt and Gretchen that at least makes her feel like she needs to protect him a little bit, but then wants to get out of the situation as much as possible. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. For me, I think Gretchen does two things in the plot. I think she's a good lens into what could have been because there's still some, like, this might be disagreeable, but I think there's still some sexual tension between Gretchen and Walt. I think they still care for each other. I think that uh, Gretchen might care more for Walt than Walt cares for Gretchen, but I think they both feel like they're strangers in the night, and they, you know, if things were different, they could have uh, ended up together. 
we heard some of the background that may have happened, like something about Walt weaving before and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know what happened between those two, but something weird happened and it shows maybe a lot of potential there. And then I also think the other thing we see this season is that we see like this is the first relationship that Walt's kind of cutting off. And I think him cutting off his relationship with Gretchen here is kind of an impetus for the rest of the relationships getting cut off in the rest of the season. Like, I think it sets the ball rolling. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of frustrated by the whole, like, Walt and Gretchen's relationship thing because it's been going on for two seasons now and they haven't explained it at all. They haven't even added to it, really, Mm -hmm. other than maybe, like, having her willing to lie for him. But, like, that's kind of frustrating to me to go two seasons with no answers about something that is very clearly important. Um, That that is that's more frustrating to me than it is um, satisfying and like titillating. I see. So the withholding details, it's like it's like a false mystery, like a forced mystery as opposed to like a natural mystery. I'm okay with it with it. It does feel like a natural mystery. It just feels like it's belabored. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And like this would have been an opportunity to like kind of dig into it and be like, you know, you owe me because this happened. And mm-hmm. like that would have been a good payoff. But to like continue to push that out and be like, maybe you'll find out in the future. That's annoying to me. I see. So I, I agree with that because it, it there was no reason not to give those details and wait for it. Besides the fact that maybe the writers didn't have it figured out yet. Fair. Uh, so I, I think the one thing that really sells me for the season with Gretchen is the scene between her and Walter at the the dinner table or the, the lunch table or whatever. Because mm-hmm. he gets Gretchen out just to talk to her and they have a back and forth. And I think the actress that played her just did a, such an amazing job. Also, Walt did such an amazing job at this too. Like you, you get to see this range of emotion, these thoughts is happening internally. And, and like Gretchen is really trying to like, you know, put her hand out and kind of help him. And he's just like, just fighting back, just pushing her away. And then he finally says like the line that, that, that just love like, fuck you. And she like gets surprised, confused, hurt. There's all the range of emotions right there. And for, for me, that was just incredible to watch. I, I, I don't know if you had the same impression of that scene as I did, but like it, it kind of sold me on Gretchen as a character. It could just be a function of her actress though. Yeah, that was that was an amazing scene. That's undeniable. I 100% agree with that. All right. So I am going to rank her. Unless you have any like a say meter. I should check before nope. that. Okay. So I'm actually going to put her in A territory. Oh. Um, I was actually thinking about putting her in this territory, the Wuist territory, only because of that scene. Like, I think the time she was in it was just amazing. Like, uh, I think the scene that she was there with Skylar and kind of explaining things, I don't think that was super interesting. So that does bring her down. And I think what you said also, the fact that there's this kind of like, the fact there's a mystery is okay, but it's this kind of like, oh, what's the thing here? You know, find out next season. Like, I I think that's a little bit, uh, a little bit trite. So I'm going to put an A territory. Wow. I have her firmly in Badger. And then you said the thing about the scene. And now I'm stuck between Badger and C. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think she deserves C, but I just don't – I'm just so frustrated with the storyline. Wow. Hmm. I think based on bias, I have to put her in Badger. I think she deserves C, but I'm personally going to put her in Badger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think A is a travesty. 
Why do you disagree with my A? Well, first off, it's about time we disagree on something this badly, other than Lewis. <laughs> but like, this is because I, I don't know. I just I think to to rank somebody in the A category with Walter and Jesse for one scene, it, it, I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think my argument for that, or, or argument back against that, is it's not necessarily you're not comparing you know all of Walt with everything that happened with Walt to you know the one scene with her it's kind of like what she did for the plot in the story and maybe her like the impression she left on you and for me that impression was very very large and i'm not saying she ranks in importance to walt or jesse that that that's not all the case like in importance she's way down towards the badger territory Mm -hmm. you know that 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 can't be argued but I think for what she did in this season, it was like, you know, perfect. Again, I, I tempered that because maybe that's why it's A, not Lewis, because the, the other scene we saw her in and just the mention of her wasn't like that interesting. But I think just that one part just made it for me. And th- th- that that's my rationale. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Yep. Uh, as far as uh, character, uh, where we call this uh, alignment, I think last time we put her here, uh, yep. I think she would probably be more towards the the neutral state here because she's very willing to compromise with Walt on this. Hmm. I, I think that I think the only thing that hmm? I said. I guess. What What, what would you think? I mean, it's very little to go know. off of, it's, being honest. Yeah, and it's really hard because we don't, like, know the rationale behind why. Like, And that's, hmm. again, what's so frustrating for me because it's like, why is she willing to compromise? Is it because uh, of her principles? Is it because she principally believes that he, like, like there's something deeper down in there? Or is it because she just doesn't want to, like, put up a fight? Like, I don't know. I don't know the reasoning there, so I I'll just defer to you on this because I genuinely do not know. Yeah, so let's put her as just like there, but it's it's honestly like a wide swath of all this because yeah. she she she's a quantum superposition. Fair. All right, on to the next one. All right, so next up at the docket today, uh, pretty minor character, but I still think a little bit interesting. Just uh to bring up is the cleanup guy and yep. he seems to be an employee of Saul. He's just very straight to the point and just, just kind of like, okay, you need to do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, don't, don't talk to the cops. Don't do this. And, uh, it kind of reminds me of some like lawyers you see online. Like there's these, uh, lawyers on YouTube called pop brothers law. And essentially they help people who, let's say they are doing drugs mostly marijuana in their case and it, it teaches them not to talk to the cops not to admit guilt not to do this and then you can get off on being convicted and stuff because they can only convict you on what evidence they have but they don't have any evidence if you don't give them that evidence you know they don't have much to go off of and i think he does a good job of kind of uh bringing that realistic aspect into the plot and also giving jesse an ability to kind of get off in this instance uh, one thing I kind of don't like with how he's used is he's also the one that brings Walt to Jesse at the heroin den. And 
I mean, it's it's something, but I don't know if that really made sense for this character. Besides that, he's just somebody that maybe is dealing with Saul, and he's a char- common character. It'd be kind of weird to introduce a new character. I guess he's already dealing with their business, but I think that's a little bit weird. Uh, Meter, what's your general thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it it at very least with the current cast of characters we have, like the only other thing that would make sense for the bringing Walt thing would be a new character. Uh, obviously, I couldn't see Saul doing that himself and implicating himself like that. He's too, he's too, uh, too savvy for that. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So to me, that's when when it makes sense to to include the cleaner. But, uh, you know, uh, I can't also fault you for that because it is kind of like, oh, now all of a sudden he's in two scenes. Like that make that doesn't really track. Um. You know, the other thing that that you could say in that regard is like, well, he already knows these people. He already knows Jesse's face, and mm-hmm. so maybe it does make sense to use him in that regard. But yeah, um, no, I mean, I you really loved him when he came in. You're like, oh man, this guy's so awesome. Like everything you did, <laughs> you, you loved him. I agree because I like I liked him coming in and just like he immediately controlled the situation, knew exactly what to do, did it, snapped Jesse into it, protected Jesse, and then got the hell out. Um, and like he took all of the money and like you just kind of – you were like shocked by it. But then you're like, well, Saul's probably involved. Like you trusted him even mm. though this is the first time you've ever seen him. Um, and then he does advise Walt like don't go in there. And Walt does anyway. But like I think it's really interesting. He's an interesting character that it will be interesting to see if uh, he's like is like a – Saul just like uses him for little things like this. So maybe he'll pop up again. Uh, or if, you know, that was, he's in and then he's gone. Hmm. Um, regardless, he was, he was interesting. I don't know that he did anything that any other like cleaner guy couldn't have done. Yep. Um, but I did like, I liked seeing him on screen, but -hmm. I don't think he deserves anything above Badger, unfortunately. So you're going to put him in Badger? Yeah. If it was bias, I might put him C or even B. Like I thought he was fucking cool, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he did anything with the plot. Yeah, I'm going to put him in C just for bias. I think you're right. Badger is the correct place to put him. But I think just, you know, the presentation and the actor and this, you know, you get to just understand even if you're not familiar with that side of things. Like, I think this communicates it very well. So I'm going to put him in the C territory. Right on. Uh, And then as far as uh, ranking here, uh, I definitely don't think he's evil. Uh, I don't think he's really chaotic. We don't really know much about him, to be honest. We don't. But I'd probably put him in the same territory as Saul. Yeah, I think we we don't know much. If anything of what we know, I may even lean towards lawful good because what he's doing is all helpful things. We don't mm. see him taking... I can't see him just like murdering a puppy to murder a puppy. I could see him in theory protecting a puppy, but it'd probably only be on orders. I don't know. I don't think we know enough. I think putting him right in the middle is probably fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put him right here. I think that's fair enough. Okay. And, and I think he's, again, we haven't seen much of him, but I, I think he's a cleanup guy. I don't think he is a uh, take care of this guy. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So. Final five. Got final five. Ooh. Man. Number two. Marie. Oh, boy. So give me a couple details about Marie Meter. Marie did some big things early on in the season. Uh, she is the wild card, as you called her, um, the wrench in all of the plans, as you called her. Uh, she continues to do to like surprise us. I think mm-hmm. every season we're like, "Wow, Marie found a way to make herself like super important, even though she's barely in the show." 
Um, and I think that happened again this season. And mm. uh, I, I really like seeing her on screen. I think she does a good job as, as her character. The actress does a good job. And she continues to find ways to make herself relevant, even though she could easily just like not even be in the show. She's mm. still one of the most relevant characters to me. It's fascinating. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, it's. It, I feel a little bit less attached to her or a little bit less uh, attracted to her as last season. I think last season she stole the spotlight a bit more. Here she's more of an orchestrator, I would say. I think I said that the last season too, but I think more she's a background orchestrator here is what mm -hmm. I'm trying to get at. Uh, she's, she's less taking the spotlight. And for me, that makes her a little bit lower than I would have ranked her last season. But I still think she's super fascinating. So I, I'm just going to go ahead and rank her. I'm going to put her in the C category. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm between A and B. I think she, I think, I think she arguably did more than Hank because she directed two of the biggest plots that ended up like she, she started the ball rolling on two things that changed the end of the season. Mm -hmm. I think she deserves an A. I'm going to put her A. Right. And that the the my bias towards her is what is pushing it to the A. Mm -hmm. Maybe she deserves B. Maybe she deserves to be in the same spot as Hank. But my bias is going to push her to A. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to change my ranking here just based off of that last sentence you said. She did do more than Hank. I, I think that's true in, in this season. Okay, actually, Hank did a lot too. He but did. I, I think Marie also, for what she did in this season, she affected a lot. So it's I, crazy to do so little on screen and affect so much. And I think it kind of goes to your Gretchen principle mm -hmm. where she was only on screen for two scenes, but it did a lot for you. That's how I feel about Murray. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. And, and that's also a little bit of bias speaking because I just love the actress that plays her. So yeah. good. So good. And as far as the uh, alignment goes here, I don't know where to rank her. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we constantly see her trying to help. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. Is she principled or is she trying to be in the spotlight and be relevant? Like she's forcing herself to be relevant and that's super interesting. Where does that put her? I don't know. She creates chaos. Mm -hmm. I know that, but is she acting chaotically? I don't know. I think where she creates chaos, she might, it might be fair to lean her, her towards chaotic. Mm -hmm. hmm. So definitely leaning towards good. Uh, I think she's probably more good than Jesse at this point. Yeah. You think that's fair to make? Yeah, that's fair. And then uh, I'd yeah, I think I'd put her over here. Well, because I think she, I, I think she does act lawful in some instance. I, I think she is has some sort of moral compass. But I also think she does try to spark up some shit between her and Hank and her and Skyler, and mm -hmm. she, she likes to start shit. And I think she likes that. Yeah, but I also think she does. She doesn't want to like, I don't know, do bad. She just wants to some drama. Like she, she's like a drama queen, but not like a, not like a murder queen. Okay, terrible analogy, but you know, I, I think that's appropriate to put her there. Right on. All right, down to the final four, and we got number two, skinny. Peter. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but <laughs> at what cost? 
So Skinny Pete, I don't think he did a lot this season. No. Uh, I think I thought he was Badger, which is why I put him on here. <laughs> well, he was on last season. He was pretty important last season. I think we ranked him fairly decently. Yeah, yeah. So my, my ranking for him, I'm just going to rank him real quick here. I'm going to put him in Badger territory. Yeah, uh, I am too. Because I thought he was Badger this season. And we had some interesting stuff with Badger, but that kind of Badger shows... Was, Badger was so Badger, he wasn't even on screen. <laughs> <laughs> he, Skinny Pete was like, hey, Badger moved to California. Although Badger was important, but anyway, because he got, he got arrested and all of that. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe you're right, Badger should have been on here, not Skinny Pete, but... <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing that happened That's... with Skinny Pete... That's so funny. You thought he was Badger, so he gets the Badger rating, and it's accurate. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the only other thing that happens, Skinny Pete, is he's the one that got mugged by those two junkies. That's true. But That's true. But that again, that could have happened to any, any of them, but I don't think it had the same impact that Combo's death did. And that's mm -hmm. why I, I think Combo deserves that one spot above, and why you probably think it's fair that they're in the same the same boat. Yeah, and you could also argue that it would have made more sense to have that happen to uh, Combo, because yeah. then Combo has that impetus for holding the gun and kind of acting, you know, a bit like abrasively and stuff. It kind of gives more more character depth to him. Yeah, where it didn't Skinny Pete, and nothing kind of happened from that. Skinny Pete's just yeah. like, oh man, I got mugged, you know. Fair. Uh, okay, as far as ranking here, uh, we can just rank them real quick here. Uh, I forget what we said last time, but I think we said like a waffle uh, neutral. I think that's where we ranked them. Yeah. Does that sound about right around here? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You know, uh, he we don't see him carry a gun, and he kind of bounces when shit gets sketchy, and he may have to do violent things, so. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to put himself in those situations if he doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think he is attracted by, like, uh, wealth is the main thing. Yep. But, he, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Well, the three. And we got Duco. Duco Salamanca. Ooh. Like how you said that. <laughs> so let's see. Tuco, he does a couple of things here. He is... He, he, he kills his guy last season. Um, and then he kills the other guy, too. And, and he, I mean, I think at the end of the last season, he just beats him up, puts him in the car, and they drive away. And at the start of this season, he comes back and dumps the dead body. So technically, he doesn't kill him. Uh -huh. Like, he doesn't die until season two. Just mm -hmm. super technicality. Okay. Okay. And one plot detail I'm a little bit confused with is the, the other guy. So he had this other henchman. Yeah. Did he kill that one as well? Or was that one – because I forget if he killed him. Or if it was just like he was going to try to get the body back or something, got his head crushed. You and I had disagreement about this. You feel that it's directly possible that Tuco did that. I feel that Hank's assessment of um, Nodos went, or um, whatever the other guy's name went, went back to try and move Nodos's body and ended up shifting the cars and they impaled him and killed him. And it was a complete accident. Um, that's what I feel happened, but you felt that it's directly possible that Tuco was involved. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. All right. And then, so Tuco tries to get some, he, he, the DEA are onto him and they think that Walt and Jesse are the snitch. I think is that the way that worked. 
That's how, yeah, that's how Tuco feels. I think Tuco might have implied that they're the, so he says, like, I don't know who killed my guy. And Walt and Jesse are like, oh, because then they realize, like, it wasn't him. And uh, I'm trying to to remember, this is like episode one or something of season two. I think you're right, though, because Tuco didn't kill the other guy. The other guy was going back to him. But they think, he thinks that Walt killed that guy. Where he was just trying to like recover the body they dropped off there or something. Yeah, it was all it was all like everyone was confused as to what the hell was going on. Yeah, yeah. So Tuco, he kidnaps him, kidnaps Jesse, and then he gets Walt to go in there and just in the back seat with a gun. Yeah, the scene was a little bit silly, I gotta say. Uh, and then he takes some kind of hostage, and mm-hmm. uh, I feel like he's trying. That's right. He's gonna ship him back to Mexico and kind of take them hostage because he's got his cousins coming up there or something yeah total douche to his to uh and he's just acting kind of crazy uh he's not dumb though because he kind of sees three three things eventually mm-hmm. they have a little bit of a fight and he gets killed and eventually killed in the thing with hank yeah uh give me your general thoughts on tuco um i think he progresses um you know he so he he is the big like at the end of season one, like he is the ultimate chaos. He's like, you and I were both like, what the hell's going to happen? Like Tuco is a major player in like the story. And then in like two episodes, he's dead Yeah, of a 12 episode season or 11 episode season. So like he ends up not being that big of a, of a, of a factor, but you know, he also is because Hank ends up accidentally hunting him down and killing him. Mm. And uh, and, uh, and that promotes Hank and starts a whole ball rolling with Hank and his whole storyline. Um, it also introduces Tio, which is a great character that we got to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think it also kind of, it, it elevates, it, it changed Walt and Jesse's position by having him added. And then it changed it again, drastically by having him removed. Now there's a vacancy in the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's territory to fight for. Um, it changed a lot, and it's. I think. I think it made him very interesting, and he added a lot to the plot. Um, but I don't think he was like a core player in the season. I think he started the season off, like kicked it off really well, uh, but then kind of became irrelevant by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably the thing there. He he kind of gets the plot where it needs to be, but. It, it doesn't feel like – like, I still feel like with Crazy 8 from season one, he's still not here, but I still feel like the lingering effects of him, like, oh, yeah, this is like a, a Crazy 8 kind of spinoff or, you know, like a, a consequence. Yeah. And I, I think plot-wise, that's true for Tuco, but I don't feel like it's Tuco. I feel like it's, oh, this is a situation they're in now. I don't feel like it's an effect of Tuco. Yeah. And, I, 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 again, that's not really a fault because maybe they don't want that focus on it being from Tuco or Consequence, right? Like, like I feel like once Tuco was out of it, they just kind of moved on from him. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it, he, he feels like he was a stepping stone, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think comparative to season one where he was a Lewis – I think he has dropped drastically. He's no longer even close to a Lewis for me. I think he's a, a B or a C now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I If I'd watched this uh, beginning of the season, I might probably rank him towards a B. But uh, I, I think right now I'm probably going to put him as a C. 
It, I think that's a fair it. place to put him. I'll, I'll put him there as well. I think that's fair. Um, he may deserve B, but I, I think that it, he, by the end of the season, I question was he even in this season? Yeah. Um, or was that all season one? And maybe that's, you know, a really good job of them overlapping so tightly where one starts where the other ends. Hmm. Um, but I think C is a fair place for him. Yeah, yeah. And as far as the alignment goes, I think we can go through this one real quick. Yep. Uh, I think same place we put him last time, definitely far on the chaotic side. Yep. And then definitely evil. I don't think he's the maximum evil, but he's definitely pretty evil. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair that's a fair place. Okay. So for the next one here, we're going to roll the die. Just one out of two. And we got number one. So we have Donald. So give me a little bit of context about Donald. Donald is Jane's father. Uh, we first see him when he come. He also owns the building that Jane and Jesse live in. Mm-hmm. Um, he. We first see him when he you know, knocks on Jane's door and Jane, um, Jesse expects to get introduced and he's not. Uh, then we see him again when he's trying, he's, he's bringing Jane to rehab. He's trying to keep her on the straight and narrow. Um, and then, you know, by the end of the season, uh, well, he, he, uh, gives direction to Walt when they have that, you know, meet cute, um, and the bar, uh, and unwittingly kind of tells him like, you know, you gotta, you gotta go back and, and make things right with Jesse, uh, which ends up leading to his daughter's death. And then, uh, he ends up blowing up some planes at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I feel like he should be really, really, really important, hmm. but he didn't leave a massive impact for me. Hmm. I think he had a massive impact on the plot without having a massive impact on me. Hmm. Right. I I think he's very, very fleshed out, surprisingly. Like, for as little time he has, I think he's very, very fleshed out. You understand him. You know why he's doing what he's doing. It makes sense. You feel for him. I really felt for him. I don't think plot-wise he has a big effect. And of course, the whole plane thing, I think I'm going to ignore that. It just feels a little bit cheap with the plane thing. Uh, Again, it's, 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 it's more... I think that's just kind of happened without this whole you know, uh, daughter thing. Uh, so I, I am going to lead towards my bias in this one. I think the actor does a really good job. I think they flushed him out enough. I think he brings a lot of context to Walt and how Walt feels about his daughter and also how Walt feels about Jesse and does a lot of mirroring there. I think that's kind of, kind of what's kind of more selling me on him. If there's no connection to the rest of the plot, I would probably rank him maybe C territory maybe Badger, but I think just because he provides that contrast of, like, having a daughter that goes gets into the drugs and kind of goes off the deep end, and having Jesse, who's like a son, to Walt go off the deep end, you know, and then protecting your daughter, Walt's trying to protect his daughter, and these different aspects. And also, also we even see, like, uh, Walt and uh, Donald meet and they have that big conversation, and then he kind of inspires Walt to do what's right in his heart. Which is kind of interesting because uh, this is Walt's, something Walt's not really considered before is his heart, you know, besides family. But, it, you know, it, like, I think it provides a lot of framing, a lot of context. So I, with that, am going to put him in you know, probably B territory right here. I'm between A and B, uh, especially with your, with your speech there. I think that kind of elevated him a little bit for me before he was pretty firmly B. 
I think just, I think I can't discount the plane thing because they spent a whole season building it up. It's like the first thing we see in the season is like that mm-hmm. little tease. And then it's the last thing we see in the season. So they spend a whole season saying, this is a big deal. And then it ends up being his fault. That feels like it has to have some importance to it. Mm. Um, and it's so hard. Uh, I'm gonna, so I'm between A and B and I'll go with my bias and put him B because he doesn't leave a massive impact for me. I think he's fleshed out. I don't disagree with that, but I think that he's not, he doesn't have much depth to him. Mm. Um, not every character needs to have depth. He played the role he needed to play. I just don't find it to be like the most important. And to your point that the plane crash could have just happened anyway, that I feel like that's, you know, they, they tease this and maybe him being involved is a big deal part of it, or maybe it's not. I don't know. I just know that in theory, in this season, since all we see is the planes crash, if the planes crashing is a big deal, then he can, they could have happened by anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like we have a little bit different perspective on the plane crashing part of it. Yeah, uh, I, I think you're probably more okay with it from what we discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just feel like I got baited with that. Like it, it's kind of like when you watch a Scooby Doo episode, and you're like, "Oh, who's the uh, who, who's the the spooky person behind the scenes here? What's happening?" And it ends up being like the barmaid that was in that one scene, or somebody you never met. It's just kind of like, okay, so this is the mystery of that uh, that random stuffed animal and the dead bodies is that that thing? Okay. I guess it's, 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 it just feels a little bit of bait, but again, I haven't seen the later seasons and people have different impressions. Cause, uh, I think you are much more like on board with that. Uh, I am very much interested to see how it pays off. Uh-huh. I am hopeful that it pays off, I think is more, more along the lines. And it seems like you feel like that was the payoff. I see. I see. So you, your, your perspective is. I trust the writers. I know them know what they're doing. And I wonder how they're going to take this and, you know, make it something just amazing. And this is a hundred percent coming from the position of where I was when I first watched this. This is exactly how I felt. Um, so mm. no, no precog here. This is all, this is how I felt in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that we have completely different reasons for ranking them in the same spot. <laughs> yep. Yep. Very intriguing. So as far as uh, alignment here, I think he is probably more towards the good side, and I think he's probably over here. I think he's just a normal guy, if I'm being honest. Yep. Right there. Yep. All right, and we got the last one here. All right. And we'll stop. Oh, hey, it's number one. So next up, we have Skyler. Skyler White. Okay. This one will be interesting to do because I feel like Skylar is a little bit like Jane in a way in that she's hard to think about. There's a lot that happens with her, but it's encompassed across this huge like spectrum of things. Yeah. So so I want to hear your thoughts first so I can kind of get my thoughts together. So Skylar has a lot of different um, relationships and how they relate with everything. Uh, but she also has like her own storyline going on, which is is cool. 
Um, so she has, you know, her and Walt, uh, that divide gets bigger and bigger and bigger as the season progresses. And then it shrinks and there's no divide anymore. And they're a family again. And then it completely shatters at the end, uh, with the, cause they're great up until the moment Walt goes under anesthesia and mentions the second cell phone. It, it's immediately over and it ends with her completely leaving Walt. Meanwhile, she also has this subplot going on with Ted where she's more and more driving towards him until uh, her and Walt are better. And then we don't see Ted anymore. Hmm. And then at the very end, we, uh, well, actually, I don't think we see, we see Ted anymore, but I think there's a fair implication to be made there that like she has other options now. Hmm. If her and Walt are, are breaking, you at least know she has options um, and the question is like, is that part of her decision making here where she's like, I'm willing to to do this because of this or are they separate? I mean, I think she has every right to just leave Walt given he's lied to her every step of the way for years, but or however long it's been. Hmm. Um, there's a lot going on with with Skylar, but a lot of what she's doing is ends up being pushed by other people like Ted pushing towards the relationship uh, Marie pushing her to investigate the second cell phone, Walt mentioning the second cell phone. So then she gets back into it. She does have a lot of pushback with Walt about his pride um, throughout this episode. Um, she, um, especially with the Walt Jr.'s website thing, I think that was another big push between the two where she, they kind of have a, a pretty big disagreement about that, where she's like, you need to support your son. This is an amazing thing. And Walt's like, but it's charity. And they, they have a massive emotional disconnect and cognitive disconnect on that. Hmm. Right. Right. A, a lot of the Skylar's storyline in this is very nuanced. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the actress that plays Skylar did a really good job of portraying that nuance. Cause that could obviously get very lost in some of the details here. And I like how there's a lot that is said or like showed and not said necessarily. It's not made explicit. Like the whole thing with, with Ted, like we understand there's some sort of sexual subplot going on and we kind of see the progression of that happen too, where it's at first just like a little bit like, I hate this. And then she kind of starts kind of going towards more of it when the stuff with Walt starts falling apart. And you're right. I didn't realize that when uh, things started going good between them, that, Ted just kind of disappeared. And, you know, I think that says something about Skylar, you know. And I think a lot of this plot with Skylar is, and people might find this not interesting, but I find it kind of interesting. She's really trying to hold on and kind of keep everyone together. She's trying to be like that that bond, like that that one atom that keeps all the other atoms together. And, or, and, and, she, and she's just not doing a very good job at it. And I think in the end, she ends up, breaking the bond this kind of former own thing you know g going off and I, I i think it's a i think it's very well done and interesting and it's like i'll, I'll say that skylar is not my favorite character to watch because i think that walt and jesse are a lot more like they're a lot more exciting to watch if i put it that way but i think skylar is like a slow burn she's super she's super interesting over time and I think her biggest payoff this, this season was when she confronted Walt. And, like, that that had so much emotion to it. And, like, you could just, like, like all the things that got pushed down and repressed over the whole season, like, were just kind of coming out. And you, you kind of, like, 
felt like you're on our side. At least I did. Right. And, and you, you know, like you weren't rooting for Walt. You're just kind of like, Walt, this is the bed you made. Now eat it. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, she, she did so much, but I, you know, especially that last scene, I agree. That's great. And I think it was a great payoff for her, but it felt like a lot of things happened to her. Um, that I didn't see reaction from like with Jesse, things happened to him and we saw it affect his actions, his emotions, his, uh, like what he did. I don't feel like that was the same for Skylar. Like Walt didn't show up to the baby thing and she was just like, Oh, that's fine. Like, that's not a big deal. And, uh, they, you know, Ted made advancements and she just kind of like, let him happen. Ted says, I'm doing fraud. And she's like, Oh, I hate that. But then comes back to work the next day. I feel like there was a lot of potential character building moments that weren't capitalized on um, until the very last second when they're like, okay, now let's blow everything up uh, because of this one thing that, that was said. And then she does all of this detective work and actually starts to get involved before that. She's just, and maybe you're right. It's because she's just trying to hold on to everything and hold it all together. So she can't make those outward actions until she's forced to at the very end when she does like a ton of detective work. But for me that I found that to be more, um, more made her feel background, even though I know she did a lot mm. and it still felt background to me compared to the other stuff that happened. Hmm. Saul made a bigger impression on me in the couple of scenes he was in than Skylar did in the many scenes she was in. Yeah. 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 She's definitely more, I, I wouldn't say background, I'd say slow burn character. I think that's very fair. Uh, I'm not as big a fan of the the slow burn. When you have such high octane stuff, you need some of that. So maybe that's not fair of me, mm. but you know, bias, yeah. bias is bias. Mm -hmm. I, I would also say that some of the stuff with Skyware, so, so I, I kind of felt like with couples that, let's say a couple has a kid, right? And they have a duty to that child, even if they fall out of love. Let's, let's say that they lost their love for their partner and they're just staying there for the child. They still have that sense of duty, that sense of like, I need to make this work no matter what. Yep. I think Skylar has that here. And I think as soon as the baby was born, or maybe not as soon as the baby was born, but you know, as soon as like her, her child was there and you know, healthy, let's say, that I think that's the moment where she was willing to break it off. It, you know, in, in other plots, it might be when the child becomes of age or, you know, old enough to like, you know, be, be comfortable to take care of. But here, that's when I thought she, she made that decision. And I, I, I feel like, I really, what I'm just trying to say is I'm attracted to the soul burn aspect of Skylar. Maybe because it balances out some of the high octane stuff. Like I, I liked, I liked Skylar's storyline a lot more than I like Jesse's storyline here. I'm the exact opposite from you. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well Jesse and it's like, oh, depressing. Skyler, I'm like, hmm, okay. Okay. She, she, she's like, she's playing the situation like a game. And she's trying to like have as many pots, as many kettles going at once. And she's trying to like orchestrate these all together, but on a very interesting level. I, I think everything she did there was very deliberate, but very deliberate in a way not to do anything. Yeah. May, I mean, you may be a hundred percent right. She's kind of walking the line. Um, I don't mind the, the depressing aspect of Jesse's story. I would prefer that to the, 
nothing aspect of Skylar's story from my perspective. Mm -hmm. I know she's important. I know she deserves Lewis. I just don't, I'm not sold on, on putting her in that category. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the hard part for me. Okay. Where would you put her? <clears throat> I think she deserves Lewis, but my bias is going to put her in A because I just can't, I can't say that I found her as enjoyable as Jesse's storyline, mm -hmm. as Walt's storyline. I, it's not really fair, but it is what it is. So is the real reason you put her A just end up in the same situation as last time where we have even boxes? <laughs> no, but that's fucking awesome. I, myself, I think I'm going to have to put her in A territory myself. I think she does do a lot. And I, I think we're in general agreement about her as a character. I uh, think we have different levels of excitement about what we're seeing. Uh, but I don't think she would be long in Lewis territory because I don't think she has as much of an impact as you're saying. Like, I think Saul comes in, steals the spotlight. I think Jane, when she starts doing her crazy fucking shit, she kind of steals that spotlight. So I, I don't think she has that capa capacity here. And okay, I think Jesse and Walt had that capacity, but I don't think they did it as much. I, I think the plot was more of the focus this season as opposed to last season. Whereas last season, the characters were more of the focus. Mm. but uh lastly let's go over to the character ranking here for skylar yep uh i forget where we ranked her last time uh i'm gonna put her i think she's less good this season than last season yeah significantly uh so it's hard to see her but definitely put her more to the neutral side yeah and then lawful or chaotic uh i'd probably put her towards the lawful right yeah okay yeah, I mean, we don't see her do anything on impulse. Um, quite the opposite, actually, where she maybe she should be doing some things on impulse that she chooses not to mm. um, because she she has uh, the assumption being she has principles that she's upholding. But I think she her willingness to um, push things forward with Ted as well as for to work alongside him when he's uh, admitted to fraud, I think drains the majority if not all of the good that she had earned because she hasn't really done anything good good either um, she also smoked while pregnant which um, is directly harmful um, so I think that putting her on straddling that line is fair okay I'm gonna actually put her just a tiny bit down because you forgot about the smoking yeah the, I forgot the smoking and I forgot about like I didn't forget about the stuff with Ted but it, that, that's a tough one to talk about because you don't want it is definitely sexual misconduct on Ted's side. And I think definitely there was impotence to say that she was uh, maybe a victim of that towards the beginning. But as it kind of went on, she's kind of like uh, allowing it and she's kind of like, you know, pursuing it. So mm -hmm. and, and she's married to Walt at this point. And I, I think she is knowing what she's doing with that. She's playing some cards, trying to get a reaction out of them. So it's a little bit tough to say, but I think this puts her a little bit more towards the evil side, but not much. I think that's a really fair place to put her. Okay. So is there any other thoughts you have, Meter, before we uh, wrap up this video? Uh, no, I think this is, I think this was really good. Uh, and I'm really excited for season three to see how characters progress, the plot progresses and uh, how Pepin reacts. Mm -hmm. And I think this one is definitely kind of interesting too, because we see that we had a lot of agreement on certain characters of this, but we had a couple big disagreements, which I think is kind of fascinating. 
I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lewis was a massive disagreement between us. Uh, yep. Biggest disagreement we've ever had. Uh, Gretchen is another big disagreement as well. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of other stuff is kind of more minor, I'd say. Yeah, I'm just looking through these here real quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think some of them are like... I think my not ranking Walt and Jesse as not Lewis might have been a big bigger disagreement for you because I think you have such attachment to them in this season. Yeah. And I, I assume that, you know, whoever's watching this might be a little bit uh, put off by that as well. But, you know, these are real opinions here. Yeah. And they're subject to change upon argument. And, of course, in later seasons, they're also subject to change. So I think it's just fascinating where people actually really stand. I think it's also fascinating when we disagree. I think it's equally fascinating when we agree. And finally, when we agree for completely different reasons. <laughs> I think I think um, Dave or whatever the her dad, Jane's dad's name was, I think he, our disagreement and ranking him the same, like we, it was for opposite reasons. And that to me was like the mo- one of the most interesting one. And Gretchen obviously was super, I'm, I'm still absolutely disgusted by your ranking of Gretchen. Listen, that's how I felt when you ranked the doctor solo last season. And Lewis. Listen, I'm pretending like that didn't happen. (laughs) That's fair. So if you love this video, leave a like on the video. If you want to see more, subscribe, Patreon, ding, ding, notification bell. Say, Hey, Pepin, guess what? I want to see more reactions from you. What kind of reactions? Tell me in the comments. And until next time, there is a bug in your eye. It's called Pevin from Pepin Reacts. Peace.